Home is behind, the world is ahead, and there are many paths to tread. Unlikely friends set forth on adventures throughout the Lone Lands. Their journeys will change the course of their lives and, perhaps, the fate of Middle-earth itself. This is The Unsung Tales, a one-ring actual play on the Happy Jacks RPG Network. Hello! <laughs> and thank you for joining us for session number 23. Of The Unsung Tales, a one-ring actual play on the Happy Jacks RPG Network. To find all the sessions of this game, visit happyjacks.org slash unsungtales, without the the. And to find all the shows on the Happy Jacks, Happy Jacks Network, you can go to happyjacks.org. Uh, my name is Kimmy. I'm your lore master for this game. I use she, her pronouns. And uh, this has been an amazing, wonderful ride. And we are coming slowly to the end of it. We'll see what happens today. Um, so, yeah. Uh, please know that we do have X cards um, at the table and ready for everyone. We've also done Lines and Veils, so we all know what is okay, but this is a very chill, heartwarming game. Although, warning, we are probably going to have a big fight today that we've kind of been going towards for a few sessions now. So, um, if you have a soft spot in your heart for giant man-bear monsters, Maybe don't watch this episode, but no, yeah. What if we're it's in Phil the pride. episode? It's still <laughs> pride. I still love bear men. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, all right, uh, let's start at this end of the table today. These are yeah. the players. Hello, I am Kadev. Uh Back again to play Hanar. Both of us are he, him. Uh, Hanar is a dwarf, not necessarily of Durin's folk, as we laid out last time. No, of Durin's folk. Mechanically, oh. in the game, but... It, yeah. Didn't we say yeah, it was yeah. a different offshoot? No, 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 no. no. no the you're, original you're, blue dwarves. The original, original blue mountain dwarves were not Duran's folk, but they were wiped out. Uh, all right. You're fine. You're Duran's folk. After Durin's the folk. flood, they got washed away. So we are back. Hello, go Duran. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. There's I know. a lot of, a lot of history. slowly percolating in there. <laughs> Hello, I'm Michelle Otis. I use she, her pronouns, and I am playing Lyriel of Rivendell. I just kind of like that's you know, and yeah, she's looking forward to this this adventure. <laughs> so it'll be exciting. After all the awkward family drama last week, <laughs> oh, yeah. this is going to be fun. A woman of action. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike me, hi everyone. I'm Kai. I use he, they, and she pronouns, and I play Erland of Misland, who uses he, they pronouns, uh, and he's maybe a little bit afraid of what we were about to do, and is much better suited to have family drama conversations. That's fair. I am Sam. I would use she, her pronouns, and my character, Runa, went to the jewelry store instead of awkward family time, so I didn't have to do any of that, and I am also very excited to fight things. <laughs> All right, so last time we made it to the Dwarven settlement in the Blue Mountains, which is actually Hanar's home. And Hanar is a little bit nervous about that entire interaction because he hasn't been home in a really long time and left on very bad terms and hasn't had much contact with his family in most of a human lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> Being a dwarf, you know, he's got a little bit more wiggle room there. Um, so they made it there. Runa um, wanted to have the ring that she found um, in the mouth of the Burning Beast many episodes ago now. Um, and you kind of check that out. She got a little weirded out when um, when uh, a couple of sessions ago now. Can't I can't think. Time has no meaning. Um, <laughs> you were talking with Caleb Rimbor's love and he just kind of had like a, that's an interesting ring. 
and it kind of just brought it back to your attention that you didn't really know where does this come from? Maybe I should know before I keep carrying this around. Um, so you, when you got there, you asked um, Hanar for a recommendation for who he sh you should go see about this mystery jewelry mm -hmm. with powers. And he gave you the name of um, one of the dwarves that he came and met with earlier in the in the storyline for the pearl that ended up having the palantir in it. The rest of you got to continue on and meet Hanar's family. You came to their mighty forge with a very fun kind of wander through this dwarven city that is being rebuilt kind of on the ruins of an ancient, ancient, like 6,000-year-old dwarven civilization that is long gone. Um, kind of got like a taste and a flavor for the town. Um, and you got to their very successful forge, which creates very beautiful pieces of armor. You got to meet Hannah's sister <laughs> and brothers, of which there are one, two, three, four, five, six, and I think maybe seven. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to lose track. Yeah, I mean, I have a list of names, and I'm like, I can't remember exactly how many I mentioned last time. Um, but that Droney is your just one younger brother. Um, he's the one who kind of ended up becoming the heir apparent to take over the forge. Your father has recently been injured at the forge. It's nothing major, but it's just kind of another sign that, you know, he is getting older and that that is going to have to pass on soon. Um, you and Joni have a very strained relationship. Um, they, He looked up to you for your whole childhood, and then when you left and were kind of a failure, um, however, he is incredibly talented at crafting. Um, and uh, Bruni is your father. And after a bit of a, a cold conversation starter, things did warm up a bit. Um, and then you also had um, your sister, Deirdre, who has ended up, even though she's one of the babies of the family, she's kind of ended up a very big personality who kind of escorted you from your, you know, made you at your family's hoard prove that you've gotten better at crafting because you said you had, <laughs> and you did. It wasn't anything, like, huge, but you definitely knew what you were doing and impressed your family, um, which did smooth over kind of a bit of the tension and made your siblings more, uh, more ready to welcome you back, uh, along with all the tales of all your adventures and you becoming um, like your great, uh, I think it was your great-grandfather. Um, mm -hmm who, uh, Bravith, who actually was an adventurer and a warrior. And even though the family's kind of got moved away from that, it's, they've sort of kind of accepted that you're kind of a throwback, throwback to that lineage of theirs, which makes it much more accepting that you haven't gone into the family business. Um, and in fact, Bravith's home is still sitting in your formal dwarven living room. It's a great room, whatever it would be called. <laughs> Definitely not living room for dwarves. Stone room. <laughs> Forge room, I don't know, something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I think that's, and we kind of ended in a scene there <laughs> where everyone was kind of making conversation. Lariel was talking with your mother. Um, and I got a ring from Drilly. Yes, oh. and Drilly, who is your niece, who actually is so young, she doesn't, she's never met you, had a ring that was like her name, and she was very taken with the idea of an elf who will live forever taking this ring that had her name on it because she's kind of like a preteen. She's like equivalent of like 13, 12, 13 in Dwarven years. Um, like having a ring with her name on it forever. <laughs> that was kind of something that really like excited her and like made her think about things in a very different way. Um, so yeah, it was a very overall, uh, I guess all of our 
most of our sessions are very wholesome, but that one really felt very wholesome yeah. in a lot of different ways. Um, we're going to go ahead and start off with, uh, you went to go visit Gail Sharpstone, mm -hmm. um, who also works with Philip Boldersong. Philip Boldersong is the old stone singer. Do you remember which one you gave up both names or was it? I, well, I, I, I said both names. Okay. Yeah. They're so, kind of. Yeah, they're, they work together. So Gail Sharpstone was the one who was actually um, the jewelry crafts cra mm -hmm. craftsperson. Um, and you would probably know that. I'm sure when you actually, if you were talking yeah, to actual yeah. Runa and not me trying to be Samantha being <laughs> Runa, which by the way, people said I did a pretty good job for like the five lines I said. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's probably where you were headed to Gail Sharpstone. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, now you are definitely not, uh, you do not get to travel Runa through the city unremarked upon. Mm -hmm. because <laughs> <laughs> now there's a lot happening today. There's a bunch of elves in the city too, which is a much bigger deal than a human wandering through, right. but that's also uh, kind of a big deal. So the dwarves don't generally like welcome people in very often. Um, and, uh, <laughs> definitely not elves. So the fact that they've gone through and now you're kind of wandering by yourself like, people aren't coming up and confronting you about it, but there's definitely, like, a very clear audit. Like, like think about, like, when you were walking through, like, the Shire and, like, the, the like, gossips poking their heads out and all that stuff. Like, multiply that times, like, seven. Okay. Because, like, the Shire, like, they're busybodies and gossips, but they're kind of used they're, they're The roads run through the Shire. Like, people wander off. Like... They're used to seeing other people. These people are not used to seeing other people in their city. So they do a lot of trade and stuff with other people, but all of that happens outside. Actually, you coming into their mountain is very odd. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, you, you probably even notice that there's probably some guards. They're not, like, aggressive, but they're kind of just, like, flanking you. Mm -hmm. Whether it's to keep people from bothering you or to make, keep an eye on you or maybe both, it's hard to tell. <laughs> I think she's probably assuming both. Yeah. Um, uh, Runa is unbothered by this. <laughs> she's used to going places where she's not supposed to be. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, one of her uh, characteristics is that she is very confident. So <laughs> I think when she notices that people are talking about her and that the guards are following her, she kind of unconsciously like straightens up a little bit and mm -hmm. just adds like the teensiest bit of extra swagger to her walks and uh -huh. the swords move a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and you did walk in um, with Hanar. Mm -hmm. So the guards like have kind of relayed the message that you are there um, and there is a dwarf who's responsible for you. And he's of a very prominent family in, in this city. So you've kind of been given a pass, but also like they're watching you very closely. Um, so you make your way. Uh, probably like you probably have to ask for directions a few times mm -hmm. um you notice that there's a like a bunch of kids like following you around like again very similar to the hobbits except unlike the hobbit kids who are like excited and happy and like oh hey i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna touch them like i'm gonna touch the butt um, <laughs> <laughs> i like finding nemo i'm sorry um like things like that like these are much more like suspicious like oh 
look at there's a dangerous thing and like so it's a little bit older kids and little kids legit like see you and like hide they have no idea Aww. what to make of you <laughs> but like it's a little bit more like preteens and teens like showing how like cool they are and they're not afraid and this is our town they're not saying anything but it's just uh, you can definitely kind of imagine that they are daring each other oh how close are you gonna get to the human <laughs> you know things like that so there's definitely this like ring of flurried activity and kind of a big empty space around you as well mm-hmm. um <laughs> it's totally that like overhead drone shot of the shark swimming through a school of oh fish. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. exactly just this gap but then yeah. everybody <laughs> yeah everyone around is very aware of that <laughs> um right. so yeah so that's what's happening. Um, and we'll just say, uh, for sake of time, that Hannah kind of gave you some rudimentary directions. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. have been like, <laughs> Let's find it. figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and it's I, not... I know you don't read the language either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I will tell you that there are some birds like flying around. Oh, okay. Um, so, because it's a very large cavern, and as we discussed last time, it's not pitch black at all. Um, there's a lot of like torches and firelight, and there's also these lights coming through the mountain. They've actually drilled holes to let in oh, sunlight, cool. and then that light is refracted through the use of different mirrors and metals and things. So it is actually like very bright for inside of. A mountain, not not what you expected. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's there's birds. Um, like there's there's like kind of pigeon equivalents, not quite so gross, but like prettier. Yeah. Um, and there's Talk also things you. like sparrows. There's no big birds. There's no birds of prey or anything in here. Okay. This is it. You can you very much get the idea. Like little birds made their way in here, and they probably have like their own kind of offshoots of of very common species now that have only lived in this cave for a really long time and now yeah. that's what they are. That's cool. Yeah. It's Neat. like the little bird that you see inside the big box stores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. You're, oh. you're like, oh, I'm at the home improvement place and there's just these birds. three birds that know which aisle the bird seed's on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they flew in at one point and then nah, they, they, they nest up in the garden section. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and they kind of fly by a little bit, and but you're, they're a little too far away for you to catch any or speak to them. But if you wanted to at some point, you could probably get their attention. Okay. Like, noted, if I need a distraction, yeah. I could ask the birds to help. <laughs> yes, talking to birds would be a very big distraction. I'll get the birds to make a distraction. I know, just kidding. <laughs> Interculture incident. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, you make your way to Gale Sharpstone's. Awesome. Um, store. It, it's more of a shop. Like she, it's her, it's her workshop, and also there's a few things on display. But she's a high enough, enough caliber. She mostly does like custom pieces at this point. Oh, cool! So awesome. Yeah, there's some examples of what she's done, but it's very much like a word of mouth. Like, hey, I have a special thing I have to buy for someone, and mm-hmm. you'd so you'd go to her. Okay, cool. Um, is the door open? Can I just go in? Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of it's got. Um, doors open because the front is very much like a shop. You get the idea that there's also like a more of a, a living quarters a little bit farther back, which I think Hannah actually was asked back to last time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she didn't a... want to just be like, here, out in the front. Yeah. Let's cut into this horrifying <laughs> pearl. Right. Have anything yeah. in it. Yeah. Could be dangerous. Yeah. So there's like a big curtain and you get the idea that there's like more past that. But Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and you walk in and uh, she is immediately attentive and looks over and just like doesn't know what to do. 
<laughs> Hello. Um, my name is Runa. I'm a friend of Hanar. Hello. Uh, oh. Oh, excellent. Okay, and that like completely changes her demeanor. Um, because she's at first she's just like, oh, there's there's a, a human, human in my shop. <laughs> there's a human. What is happening? <laughs> and then uh, when you I'm mentioned, in peace. yeah, it's fine. Now you had already written to her, right, Hanar, and yeah. like updated her. Okay, so she's and I sent her that Elven. Oh, that's right. Thing. That's right. So yeah, and you actually, like, Bruna probably doesn't necessarily know to look for it, but it is actually sitting like on a shelf, like up in the top. Um, oh, cool. Kind of like a thing. Definitely not like obvious. Kind of a, a little bit farther. Sure. It's a flux for the tall folk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, she just doesn't want it like sitting everywhere. Like, um, well, like you don't want to be like, look at this beautiful elven piece I have. That I didn't. I can't make, make that for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, oh. Well, that that is excellent. Um, it, and uh, Hanar came home then. He is here. Yes, um, not with how? me right now. Right. Obviously. Uh, how is that going? Oh, I don't know. I came here immediately. Oh. <laughs> I guess we'll find out later. She kind of like gives you a nod and like ooh. <laughs> um, she kind of like peeks out the window. He's got two of our other friends with him. They are elves. They're very diplomatic. Oh, he—he <laughs> uh, he went home with two elves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, we should probably. Um, what was it that you needed, my friends? Oh, uh, so we killed some burnt beasts in the Shire, and I found this in one of their mouths, um, and I've been carrying it around for a while, and I kind of figured, maybe I should figure out what it does, or where it's from. Uh, and si seeing as how you're the most talented jeweler that Hanar knows. Oh. Yeah, thanks. Um. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know any jewelers. <laughs> uh, she kind of, like, looks at it. She says what it does? What do you, what do you mean, what it does? She like flips it. She's got like glasses. She doesn't actually wear glasses, but they're kind of like um, a little bit of a, like a headband. Uh -huh. Then then she like flips down, and it does have like the like many lenses that she can like change out so that she can see different things about the thing. Jeweler's loop. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, uh, I think I meant what it is. Oh, sorry. It's been a day. <laughs> Smooth save. <laughs> I want you to roll. <laughs> uh, uh, please roll riddle for me. Oh, oh I don't have that. <laughs> Weird. Persuade? Uh, nope. Riddle. No. Speak guardedly. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Mm -mm. It specifically lists that as what a What do I roll if I don't have any dots in Just that? Does the beat die? die? Okay. I believe in you. Uh, no. Okay. I got half of my TN. Um, so Gail knows that you've had a palantir. <laughs> she knows that you've all gotten up into a whole lot of mischief. She knows you've met the elves. She's like, hmm. She kind of like gives you a little bit of a side eye. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. So it doesn't do anything? Because such information could be pretty vital when it comes to placing the item. I mean, Hanar trusted me with a much 
bigger, round, powerful secret. This is true. I haven't seen it do anything, but it probably does something magical. Probably? I mean, you don't just find regular jewelry in the mouths of beasts, generally. That is accurate. Hmm. Mouths of beasts. Dark beasts. And you haven't felt any ill effects? You haven't become ill? No. Greedier if you wanted to kill Hannah in the night? No. (laughs) Not any more than usual. Oh, okay. Okay. Which is zero. Oh, okay. Hmm. All right. Um, it, it might take a few minutes. Would you Would you like something to drink or? Oh, sure. I'd actually like to take a look at your wares while I'm here. Oh, yes. Yes. Please do. That one on the top of the of the the bookshelf over there, the one a little bit hidden, probably looks fairly familiar. I mean, at least Hannah sent it to me. I don't know if you were with him when he bought it. So I don't remember. I think so. I think so. Like miss one. The mid like me. I don't recall. I think it was you. Maybe. Kind of you were sausage. sausage. I think sausage went with you. Okay. I I honestly Someone was doing jewelry stuff. I was probably climbing stuff. In Midland? No. I didn't climb anything in there. No. It might have been sausage. (laughs) 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 It's like, no, you didn't. No, you did not. No climbing. (laughs) There's no climbing in Midland. (laughs) Just Rune is just clinging to the outside of the tower. <laughs> the, the, tower. The, tower. <laughs> the white tower. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, get down, get down from there. Okay. Sorry. All right. Tone, tone, tone. Sorry. We're all just excited because we haven't seen each other all together in like the whole like two weeks. All right. Um, so she like gets you a tankard of like dwarven ale, um, equivalent of like lemonade or sweet tea. Um, awesome. Yeah. And then, um, Starts like looking, she goes over to her work table and she's like tapping on things. She's like holding it up on different lights. She has like a little reflective thing that like she lights a candle and then it like brightens the light to like a beam where then she can like see the clarity of like the gem and things like that. And uh, it is very old. It, but it, the strangest thing, it doesn't look old. It looks. Nearly brand new. Did you clean it? Did you spend much time cleaning it? No. There is not the normal like wear and buildup of jewelry. One moment. She goes back behind the curtain and you hear like the appropriate rustling and knocking and moving of things like she's looking for something. And then she brings back out um, like a box. Uh, it's just a kind of a very basic looking wooden box. And um, she lifts out of it a very strange contraption that has, like, these little pinchers in the middle. It's like a little, uh, like, vice grip. And she, like, puts the ring in there and, like, tightens it. So it's, like, sitting there in the middle. And then um, these two little, like, arms fold out around it. Um, And uh, they both have, um, like, sort of look like tuning forks. But they have multiple prongs on each one. And so um, she she kind of like taps them and they both make these very different tones. And she like spins it and it kind of goes around. And then you kind of see the ring itself start to kind of just like 
vibrate a little bit and make some noise back. Ooh. So it hits like the there's like the triad, like the high note and the low note, and then the 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 ring itself makes the middle note of the three tone triad of the of the chord. Um, yes, it is definitely magical. Hmm. <laughs> well, <clears throat> and uh, strangely, it's dwarven. Oh, that is odd. It is odd. I mean, well, and she kind of like stops the little spinning things and she picks it up. It does not seem to be nefarious at all. And it doesn't seem, normally when I tune to the, the jewelry, it, it has a, an off tone if it has been corrupted in some way or if it is cursed. Um, but this one does not, it seems very clearly. That is good news indeed. Not cursed. Great. I mean, yet. I mean, you all have a lot of adventures. That's true. But if it gets cursed, probably so do I. So Yeah, you'd, you'd I probably know about ring. that, I think. Yes. Um, but I would say that you, you found a ring of perhaps the old you know, Blue Mountain Dwarves from generations ago. Fascinating. Hmm. Perhaps the beasts that you found were part of a Maybe they lived in, like, an old dwarven stronghold at some point. How curious. Yes. I mean, there's many in the mountains, and unfortunately, there are many beasts, and not so many burn beasts, but I've heard of wolves and bears and such things living in the caves. Oh, speaking of bears... Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you heard of uh, a beast living in the mountains nearby... Uh, there's an old dwarven mine. We've heard some rumors of a but large there are beast. Many old dwarven mines. I mean, we are living in an old uh, dwarven mine yes. here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'll explain to her where the specific oh, yeah. one is. She like starts laughing out loud. <laughs> you mean the terror of Angmar? <laughs> That's an old story. They tell dwarven children to get them to go to bed. So no truth to it then. Not that I am aware of. I mean, such a strange life. A bear with a human face. I mean, please. They didn't even have enough imagination to come up with something truly terrifying. Like a giant fish. That would be t very terrifying, especially in a mountain. <laughs> she, like, seems very disconcerted <laughs> yeah. by that thought. Yeah, actually. Although, I mean, the mountains were flooded eons ago, so <laughs> who knows how, I mean, maybe a large fish got in. Could be. Yeah, it could be. Not a man bear fish. <laughs> <laughs> That's too far. Oh, yeah. That's an uh, old blue mountain fish. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> What's that super venomous rockfish? The, the lionfish? No. no. It's the, the one with the stinger. Yeah. 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 Like it, it often found in tide pool areas. Oh. And it just. Likes waiting there to stab somebody in the foot and kill them. Yeah, it's oh, got a, like, it's got a yeah, really it's a like, whole yeah, thing. They have a really weird stinger too because it's like they're made to lay on the bottom. The ocean's terrifying. Yeah. Anyway, now that we've scared <laughs> Kimmy, <laughs> fish are weird. They're not local to California. No. Oh, good. No, 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 no. I was like, I, 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 I was like the marine biologist fish. kid, so I was like always yeah. in the tide pools. I'm like, I've escaped death so many times. <laughs> I didn't even know. Okay, yeah, that's fine. That's, You're safe. That's normal. <laughs> Tropical things are deadly and scary. 
scary. All right. Um, but yeah, so she like very much like brushes that off as okay. rumor. And my gran used to tell me all about that. And she like kind of goes into like how silly it was. And yes. Yeah. Um, but it is possible that your your burn beasts uh, might be in such a place and might actually perhaps things like that are where the the rumor of the terror of Angmar came from. <laughs> that certainly could be. Mm-hmm. I have seen weirder. Um, do you want to see a haunted birdcage? Well, yes. I mean, is it still haunted? No, not anymore. We've oh. got the ghost. Oh, good. You have a lot of strange things. I don't know why she's there. She shouldn't be. Sorry, I'm doing elf voice. You have a lot of strange things. It's true. We do. We've yes. found a lot of strange things. Yes. Uh, of birdcage yeah. to show So look her. at the birdcage. Yes. Just as a heads up, there seems to be some kind of a network error oh. issue going on. Uh-oh. Are people like, streaming the, the no? show? No. Okay. Mm-mm. Then Make we will sure see. What I was it, like, the... Connection has been like it's great, just fine, and then Uh-oh. it's real slow, and then it's fine, and then it's real slow. Mm. Now we're back to green. Okay. Hopefully, we stay there. Yeah, but... we'll keep an eye on it. Yeah. Um, just want to give you a heads up. Yeah, thank you. Uh, all right. So, uh, yes. So you, she looks at the birdcage. She gives you chat with her about treasure things yeah. and um, probably buy a piece from her to take back okay. to my grandmother. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, she tells you like the birdcage is very clearly human make, old for humans, yeah. such things. Less out of learning and more just like, hey, look at this thing I found. Yeah, yeah. She's excited about that. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'm assuming I know where uh, Hannah's house is vaguely. Uh, she Gail can walk you there. Okay, great. She's happy to do that. Um, <laughs> she's super curious too. Like, about how this ended up with Anar going home, finally, but with two elves, it, like, it's, it's like a whole thing. So she's being very kind and helpful, but also, like, a little bit of a busybody vibe happening. Yeah, it's also fine, because I think I'll get followed maybe a little bit less if I'm actually with a dwarf. Yeah, for sure. Um, and a well-known dwarf who's an excellent craftsman and all these things. Yes. So, uh, yeah, she escorts you there, and then she, like outside the door and she's like listening it's very quiet i don't hear any yelling it's a good sign uh it's either very good or very bad i'm gonna go with good yeah i, I think the living room has to be called the hold fast oh, oh perfect and it's sort of just a tradition to build the like centerpiece of the house almost like a safe room yeah but like carve it directly out of the stone mm-hmm. so that you can shutter it up and the family could be safe there in the event of an attack or whatever that kind of thing. That's, so that's probably amazing. the tradition. Yeah. yeah. Super rad. I love that. Absolutely. Everything about that um, is what is happening in canon in our story. Um, well, good luck, my friends. And uh, if you need help or maybe down the alarm or something. I think I'll be all right. But thank you. I appreciate it. All right. If I found any, find any more weird jewelry, I'll come and bring it to you. I would love that. Henor has been writing me uh, missives about your adventures, but he does often leave out the details of the specific treasures and things you come across. Mm, yeah, he does that sometimes. <laughs> so if you want to send letters my way, I would love more updates from... That very lovely. Yes, it would be delightful to correspond with you. Much appreciated. Yes. And I'll 
knock or whatever yeah. on the door. And um, like nothing happens for a minute. And uh, if you knock again, yeah. Okay, uh, then you hear this like on the other side of the door. And then like the door's opened by a very young looking uh, little dwarf. Um, he's got just like a little bit of beard. Like, which means he's very young. Aww. So he's the equivalent of like eight. Ooh. He looks like eight or nine with like stubble. Hello and welcome to our home. Are you an elf? Uh, no. Oh. I'm a human. Whoa. Yeah, weird, huh? Um, <laughs> uh, I'm a friend of Hanar's. Is he here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, do you have, like, can you, like, prove, I mean, are you sure you're not an elf? Pretty I mean, sure. You're shorter than the elves, but you yeah. look kind of the same, and you don't have a beard. No, humans also don't have beards sometimes. Oh. But sometimes they do. Oh. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. Did you know there's an elf that has a beard? I just heard another elf talking about it. It's... There's only one, though. I know! One! He's, like, the luckiest elf ever. <laughs> I think he would agree. Anyway, uh, yes. Uh, and he, like, gets formal again. Uh, welcome to our home. Uh, uh, please come this way, and I will take you to my Uncle Hanar, your friend. Thank you. And then he keeps he walks. Um, and uh, kind of, like, the down this, like, long hallway, you kind of come into the center, and there's like a tiny little sh like bright shining like silvery thing that has like a little flame on top of it that's just like a burning candle thing and there's a bunch of like words in dwarvish like etched in the stone around it like it's very obviously like this is like the the pride point of the home Ooh. it's a little strange it's just a little candle with like some silver on it mm -hmm. would you recognize mithril if you saw it um i don't know okay it's huh, beautiful, yeah. Here, yes. here, why don't you do a lore roll for oh, me? Oh, do a lore roll. <laughs> roll it for real. Yeah. Roll it for real. Uh, let's see. Because, like, I, I know you know what Mithril was. Oh, no. Oh. No idea. But you've That's never, an absolute no. no yeah. <laughs> but you've never no. seen it. Like, eh, it's not a thing. So, yeah, it's like this weird little candle thing. thing. That's nice. That's so nice. You have nicer things, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and he, like... Walks you down the thing as he's giving like the candlestick worth half of brie. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, and this little dwarf is like giving the very formal dwarven introduction, which is saying like the line the like lineage of their house. Oh. So it is like as you're walking down this long hallway, you see like these woven tapestries, and it's beautiful. There's like light bouncing around all in here, um, all carved beautifully out of this out of the mountain itself. But in a way that it doesn't seem like that. It seems like it's all carved stone that was brought here. But then when you really look, you're like, no, this is all the same. And it's the same as the whole mountain. Um, but it's also covered with, like, lush tapestries and fabrics. And it's just really beautiful. Um, and so he's like, son of so-and-so and daughter of da-da-da. And down the lineage. And just as he's getting to the end of the hall. And then there is, uh, sorry, uh, Bruni. Uh, son of Hundar, father of your friend Hadar, 
Like, I'm assuming I can hear this by this yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, actually, I don't think you can. Because this friendly conversation that is happening in, um, sorry, what did you say the, the center part? Hold the, fast. The whole fast of the house has drawn the entire family, which is why only this little oh, kid was God. able to hear the door. <laughs> so they're... Two elves and Hannah are holding court in the Holdfast. And like the doorway, you can see that there are actually many hallways and doors coming from different rooms once you get closer. And like even the like the little eight-year-old has to like push people aside to like get you through. Hey move, move! I have I have a human. There's a human here. He's she's Hannah's friend. They do not have a beard. And like just like pushing. Um and then he like Walks in and every, suddenly, like everyone's turning and looking at you. Oh, there's a human too. He knows a human too. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and you see an older dwarf that is like the spitting image of Hamnar, like sitting in the center of the room. Um, there's kind of uh, there's this beautiful dwarven helmet on the far side, like on a pillar. Um, and there's seats that are also you notice carved out of the mountain, but with beautiful pillows and um, blankets and. Just, it's a very lavish, comfortable room, even though it's carved out of stone, strangely. Cool. Yeah, and there are dwarves everywhere around the edge of this room. Little dwarves, big dwarves, old dwarves, young dwarves. There's a lot of dwarves who live in this house. Probably at least, like, 20 of them. Wow. Yeah. Um, but there's, like, a main conversation happening with your friends, and what you see is Hanar's probably closest relative. His mother, that's got to be his father, because <laughs> they look exactly the same, just, like, older and even their facial expressions and, like, when they find things amusing, like, the same, like, his smirk and, like, things like that. And then uh, others who look similar enough that you can assume that they are brothers or sisters or things mm -hmm. like that. So, and then they're just kind of, like, relaying different adventures that they've been on. So you're picking up pieces and things like that. And the little eight-year-old goes in, I have a, uh, I forgot to ask your name. It's Runa. Runa! Of Brie. Of Brie? Is Brie your mother's name? No, it's Place. Oh. Runa, who does not have a mother's name, of Brie. <laughs> she does have a name. Oh. <laughs> it's Valdis. Oh. Uh, Runa, daughter of Valdis, who came from a place called Brie. <laughs> close enough. Well done. <laughs> he looks very proud of himself, and he takes a very big bow, <laughs> and then, like, scurries off. And you walk into the room, and they're sitting and having a conversation. Which story are you telling to Hanar's family? What do you think, Hanar? Hmm. Well, I think the first story I, we, I would have brought up is the fish. Okay. Right? Because that was a big deal. Uh, it's probably... I think it's probably the dwarven built keep, like Celebrimbor's secret. Oh yeah, keep. Oh. Mm -hmm. like tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's probably what it was. Like, okay. Oh, you know, it was dwarven craftsmanship, elven design, and then I'd, I'd probably go into like the in dwarvish. I would probably say like sank <laughs> <laughs> into the. Swamp, but okay. Erlen's yeah. trying to understand so aggressively why you switched into dwarvish. <laughs> but you know, it was beautiful. Lyriel knowing he design. said something. <laughs> oh, <for sure. laughs> 
I, th I think Hanar even probably does the like. It's it sunk. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So you walk in and everyone's kind of looking up. Oh, hello. So, I would make introductions. <laughs> Mother, father, brothers, sisters. That that huge party around the room of mm -hmm. like, here's all these people. You'll never remember any of these names. Yeah. Party <laughs> I know that. So many. Yeah. There you go. And yeah. then the everybody? This is Bruna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh there's tons of little basically everyone there is related to Hannah in some way. Yeah. Either by marriage or nieces, nephews. Second nephews, nieces, whatever it is. Like. There's absolutely like a cutoff point, though. You can tell, like, it's just an age thing. Like, less than 80? Mm -hmm. Hanar doesn't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's, he's an, and that's um, great. One of my nieces or nephews. And yeah. that's. <laughs> I think he very like graciously like thanks his parents for like thank you for letting us into your home and welcoming us. Much appreciated. It's lovely to meet Hanar's family. And then to Hanar to the side, she's like, Are you related to all of these people? Yes, I, I do have quite a few brothers. Oh. Yes, I do have quite a few brothers and sisters. <laughs> yes. It's the biggest family I've ever seen. I didn't anticipate this warm a reception. I'm pleased to see it. Yes. I am as well. Hmm. It sounded like you were telling them about the what we found in the swamp. Yes, yes. Uh, the great palace. Yes. You can sell it. <laughs> so we're gonna say that you kind of just have like a nice yeah. evening. Sure, um, sure. You are welcomed to a great dwarven feast in uh, a dining hall that has one of the longest tables you've ever seen. Yeah. Save only for, like, the long ones at Rivendell. Um, but, um, again, like, there still doesn't fit everyone here. <laughs> so only dwarves of, like, a certain age are, like, allowed at this table. And so during the thing, there's lots of little dwarves po poking their head. Go! And then, like, it shoot away and things like shoot. that. Um, they come up and steal rolls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like that. And run off. And... Yeah. Erland finds every opportunity to talk to Drony or any of the siblings that mm -hmm. he saw in the forge oh, yeah. specifically, but starts to like what was a conversation about craftsmanship mm -hmm. evolves into a conversation of trying to understand how the heritage of dwarves connects to the forging in in their work. Oh, okay. Um, and there's kind of a thread of like I understand how my craft is of my people, mm -hmm. and now I am trying to very obtusely, since my friend does not have this deep knowledge, <laughs> understand <laughs> uh, this thing. Um, but it's, it's just very good schmoozing, but it is schmoozing with purpose. Yeah. Um, so the most uh, open ones, um, uh, Deirdre and also his sister Hesgra. Um, Hesgra is... Uh, uh, the the mother of the little mm -hmm. dwarf who gave you the ring. Um, and they both end up sitting near you, and they're very talkative and very open and very verbose. And um, you get a very clear, like, the women of this family are very, like, it's 
it's somewhat matriarchal. Mm-hmm. Like, other than, like, the forge, like, the home is absolutely, like, a matriarchal place. So even though these um, two sisters work at the forge, um, they are, like, they, they tell their brothers what to do a lot. <laughs> even Hanar, like, who's been gone forever, like, they find themselves, like, telling him what to do. And then, like, oh, uh, just out of habit because mm-hmm. they t- boss their brothers around a little bit. Um, but they they kind of talk about how for dwarves are of the earth. And so it's something for them that, at least for their family, even though that like their great uh, grandsire was a warrior, that this is their way of kind of paying um, like honor to the earth that was for that they were made from. And they have very specific techniques and ways of doing armor that are part of their family line that they passed down. Um, and part of it was created by their grandfather and kind of perfected by their father. And they see it as their duty to also, you know, it's their passion. They feel like a calling for it. And they compare it to stone singers who mm-hmm. are kind of have their calling. And it's something that, you know, some people have just have a gift for. And their family just happens to have the gift of like forging metal. And they see, and then they kind of make a joke about it. Not all of us have it. And look at Hanar. <laughs> they do it quietly enough not to say it like loudly is to like hurt Hanar's feelings. Um, but, you know, that seems to be fixing too now on your adventures. That's amazing. Um, but they see that very much as like almost more than heirlooms. Like this ability is kind of their heirloom mm-hmm. and being able to make these things. Um, and they do see it as a way of like protecting and keeping the, their people safe. Like making these beautiful pieces of armor, while it is an art and brings fulfillment to them the way like art does for anyone, like it is also something that is also very useful and keeps keeps their people alive and hopefully like keeps their people thriving in this fairly dangerous place in the world. Um, oh, that's beautiful. Ireland um, <laughs> makes a point to say that the knowledge that they keep and the gifts that they bring are uh, the image of Ulmo. Oh. Um, and that Hanar's gifts are in the image of others of the Valar. They are very touched when you said. <laughs> Ulmo is the Valar who sculpted the dwarfs. Ah. So, um, broke a couple rules to do it, but they... Yeah, like, you know, whatever. Yeah, Renegade, Valar, yeah, no big fine. deal. But they, 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 he's like their Valar. Yeah. And um, that's why a lot of their home is decorated with things like that... Uh, mm-hmm are in his honor. Um, and they, they nod and they agree and they tell you some of the, the legends of their grandfather, Bravith. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the it's, I mean, maybe not. Like, you fought a, a giant fish monster. It feels a little, like, blown up over the t- many sure. retellings. Um, but it does, in a very interesting way, kind of remind you of Hanar. Um, so they kind of are sharing those, like, family family myths with you. Lovely. I'm talking with Hanar's mother, and I'm asking her questions about their ancestor, who was the warrior, mm-hmm. and if he had ever fought the terror of Angmar, or if he had ever, you know, um, and just kind of getting her to tell me stories mm-hmm. so that from a tactical perspective, even folk tales speak of weaknesses mm-hmm. you know um and and strengths and and things like that mm-hmm. uh, things that you might not expect 
Um, so just kind of asking her to retell the, the stories. And I know this is a story you just tell children, but I would love to hear it, you know, um, and then asking her if her ancestor had any experience with such a beast. Um, they don't know if if um, Bravith specifically fought that. There's a lot of stories of him fighting monsters. So, like, yeah. suddenly in front of your eyes, yes, I'm sure he did. Like, it kind of, like, morphs into, well, of course he did. But oh. like, eh, I don't know if that's true. Yeah. Um, but they do have a lot of, like, lore that's, like, kind of like the equivalent of, like, urban legends in Dwarven. So, um... She says, well, I was told that it loves hot blood. So what it does is it attacks its its victim and then drinks all the blood. And then after it's all gone, then it eats what is left of of its victim. No. I don't know if perhaps like the, drawing the blood out, maybe that's why it's lived so long. Because it was supposedly a, a great pet of the witch king of Angmar. Mm. But of course they're gone. <laughs> Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going of course. Hey, she's never, she's never seen Lord of the Rings, okay? <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. No, that's what I'm saying. The John of us have. <laughs> no, it's not just she doesn't go to movies. <laughs> yes. Um, excuse me. Um, yeah, and I'm just kind of, milling around and asking for other folk tales because mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of truth in folk tales yeah and so it'll tell me a lot about the area it will tell me a lot about their culture it will tell me you know mm-hmm. a great deal so i'm just asking people to tell me their stories yeah there's a lot um it seems like the terror of angmar has been seen everywhere from like closet in a little kid's room to like the ocean or the river that kids are not supposed to swim in to like legit like maybe it used to be here to like actual caves and places that have been so it's very clear that like this has been used for quite many many generations to get kids to do whatever they are or or keep kids from doing anything they're not supposed to do so (laughs) oh you're not supposed to swim in the river. It's dangerous. Oh, the terror of Angmar or sleep, swims in that river. Like you know, Leona, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but there are also small things like, you know, the drinking of the blood, which... Yeah, that one night. Yeah, and it, right. it sleeps on the bones of its victims. And, you know, giant piles and, you know... Uh, and some say it's the same beast that's been the terror. Some say that there are many of it, that the original one had pups, and now they live, no. or whatever bear babies are called, cubs. 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 You're good. <laughs> I mean, it's like a human, it's very it's a, weird, it's creepy thing. human-based so. bear yeah. thing, so, so I yeah. think pups is bear. For okay. a little while, I was feeling a little more confident, because I was like, if you take away a bear's face... That's like 50% of its horrifying attack. That's true. That's right? true. Like, their claws are bad, but, like, it's the bite force giant jaw thing. And if you put a human head on there, it's not as not as horrifying. But now we're back to maybe it's a vampire human bear. And that's even With worse. With bear strength jaws. It's like, oh, come on. Okay. Um, a lot of the caverns in the mountains are actually flooded from that original... 
and it's um, aquatic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there, yeah, there are a lot of stories, and especially like in the rivers, like where obviously they don't want dwarf kids. Dwarven kids are not good swimmers. I'm just gonna like put that out there in the canon. Um, they're built very densely. They are very dense. <laughs> we little. Arms. I mean, legit. My introduction to the game was almost drowning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's on theme. It makes sense. So there are a lot of stories that do involve the terror swimming. Um, Nothing that says specifically it's aquatic in any way. It's not a fish. But um, there's a lot of stories with that. Whether that's because they want to keep little kids away from the water or whether it actually does swim, it's impossible to tell. Um, but through the night, you do. I mean, as people are talking about the, the, the tunnels in the mountains, I think some of them have been, like, flooded. Like, because the, the, during the, the big battle against Morgoth, like the legends say... Um, there were dwarves living all through these mountains, but they were completely wiped out. Like the battle of the Valar against the evil Valar, like rendered the earth, the whole, uh, you were here, so I'm kind of going over what we did last time. The whole bay that became Mithland is actually a scar on the land from that battle. And like the water was pushed back and then it came rushing back in and flooded the mountains, ah. which took out the uh, old dwarves of the Blue Mountains. Um, and so it literally like flooded them all out. Wow. Um, and then, so the ocean eventually receded, but there's still a lot of stuff that's scary and wet. And, you know, <coughs> some of it's dried out, like this cavern where they built, where Duran's folk came back mm -hmm. and started building this and kind of like reclaiming some of the mines here. Um, but there's still a lot of <coughs> unknowns and still flooded areas and stuff in the mountains. At least if it's flooded, there's probably not Balrogs. Yeah. I've never actually thought about whether Balrogs can swim or... They probably can. I, They're, yeah. like, divinely powered, but it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. I can't imagine that would be comfortable <laughs> for a being that's Volcano. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. At the very least, you'd see them coming because of the steam. <laughs> mm -hmm. True. Or not see them because <laughs> yeah. of the amount of steam. Well, yeah, but, like, if you but just you see the amount of steam and you're, you're like... like mm, volcano, no, I have what? to leave, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Time to this go. is not a place I want to be right yeah. now. <laughs> Ooh, hot spring, though. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes. Uh, so, yeah, there's just, like, a lot of things like that. And, like, and not just myths and mm -hmm. legends about mm -hmm. the terror. Yeah. Or, or, like, just any mm -hmm. stories. I just, you know, want to hear their stories. Okay. There's a few who are able to give you some kind of rudimentary knowledge of some of the mines here. None of them have been explored deeply. But, um, you know, a couple of them have gone on ex expeditions and stuff to go looking around and see... What might be found or if ore is in one of them or if a certain passage might be able to be um like settled one day things like that so okay runa what conversations do you want to have with hanar's family oh great question um let's see also just having like embarrassing baby stories is yeah i feel like answer. she <laughs> is the person who would ask yeah like about yeah. The stories from one Hanar when young. Okay. When one is here, yeah. Hanar, what is the embarrassing story that you really didn't want anyone to hear that is told to Runa <laughs> by your mother? <laughs> oh, I think it's got to be that, like, Hanar didn't start getting his beard in until he was very old. <gasps> oh, no. So, like, he, it was very much baby face Hanar, like... For a long while. Okay. Uh, probably, like, until the equivalent of, like, 
high mid high school oh, no. when mm -hmm. most dwarves are getting it in like elementary school. Yeah. So it was years of like. And my mother would probably 100% tell stories about now. Like, he would rub rock powder on his face to try and get oh, it to, to grow. No. And, like, he just didn't know what to do. And he's, like, doing all kinds of stupid home remedies. Like, go and put your face near a flame. for Like, put your face near the forge and it'll help grow. And, like, all kinds of stupid Rough. things that were not true at all. But the okay. rest of the family was probably, like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Like, we don't want to laugh at him. But That's an open window for sibling ridicule. Yeah. Uh, when oh, you have that many sure. siblings, oh, if, they, sure. if any of them were old enough. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, uh, Droney, like, for sure, started getting his beard in way earlier than you did, even oh, though yeah. he's younger than you. Yeah. Oof. Oof. <laughs> That's rough stuff. Yeah. Super rough. Which is probably, like... It's a late blooming. It 100% makes sense why Hanar spends so much time trying to take care of his beard. Yeah. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Like now that I have it. it. Yeah. Now it must be preserved. <laughs> Let's see. I think as much as uh, Runa enjoys the embarrassing Hanar stories, she would probably like counter them by telling um Hanar's mom like heroic stories from like her hanging out with mm -hmm. uh Hanar of like um like how uh oh, what is the bird person's name again in the swamp oh the um the the ghost bird ghost, ghost bird yeah oh, ghost bird I'm like, like, bird no almost that's like one-shotted yeah. the ghost bird yeah. like immediately <laughs> it's like legendary swamp protector yeah and uh as you are uh telling more and more of these tales like Hannah, you can feel kind of the shift in the room. And like you are, it started way back, in, um, like when you were all first telling the first stories, when you were telling them, hey, I'm a warrior. But as they hear more and more of the adventures and the things you've done, like you feel like genuine respect and even a little bit of envy, like from like different members of your family. Um, even your father, by the time like you, the evening kind of is closing out, like. Maybe I should have, before I'd settled down and made the forge, maybe I should have gone adventuring myself. Like, things like that. Like, it's... Let's see the world. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and to varying levels of parental stress and anger and joy, a lot of your nieces and nephews are like, I'm going to go adventuring someday. <laughs> well, I'm sure Erlen doesn't make it better by saying, and I'm off doing that exact same thing before I take my journey. Yeah. yeah. My elven duty. Yeah. My entire line of uh, <laughs> maternal line. Yeah. 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 That for a living. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> for like exactly. generations. We're great examples for this family. Yeah. Yeah. All of the, the young female dwarves. Yeah. <laughs> grandmother. They're very excited about that. <laughs> well, my. My great great grandsire was an adventurer too. Like maybe uh -oh. I could do that too. So bad influence. Maybe in a few generations the forge will be empty, and they will all be adventurers. Who knows? And I oh. brought all his musician friends, and now all the kids want to be <laughs> rock stars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's, let's after dinner. Yeah. We definitely have like you playing like music for them. Uh, absolutely. Right. Yeah, and they're all amazed um there are some musicians they kind of join in the ones who are able and have instruments but for the most part they're just like 
fascinated to hear this music that is so different from what they do. And also specifically, definitely playing the song from Anuminous and yes. saying like, this is a song that without Hanar's help and the gift of your people, we would never have heard. Yeah. I think sometime through the evening, mm -hmm. I would probably go talk to my mom about the weird little twinkles of magic. Let's see. Uh, just to be like, so occasionally I'm just sort of inspired to make things happen. <laughs> uh, and sometimes it works. And the best way I can describe it is just seeing something out of the corner of my eye that mm -hmm. knows that I know that I could do better if I focused on it for a second. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'd probably just, just see if like, She's ever heard anything like that? Mm -hmm. Is this something that is in the family, or am seems, I just weird? Or she's a little baffled at first. Like, what? Well, I'm sure it's not just indigestion. Did you eat something <laughs> strange before? Well, I mean, if it was that predictable, <laughs> I would totally use that. But mm -hmm. it's, and I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think I'd probably try it a little bit mm -hmm. like just as a demonstration mm -hmm. um probably tied to enhearten mm -hmm. right like because as the evening wears on I, I feel like it would probably become evident that while we're all having a great time and this is a wonderful stop we're going to be leaving mm -hmm. like tomorrow yeah and going who knows where and seeing who knows what and maybe not coming back. Mm -hmm. That kind of a thing. So I think, like, I would probably try and do the mechanical mm -hmm. in heart and thing before I leave. Okay. Kind of a deal. Yeah. And see if I can make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Like with your mom right now? Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, so <laughs> I got a Gandalf mm -hmm. and totally made it. Amazing. Nice. Like she feels it and she's just like, this, that, that is amazing. Did your, your elven friends teach you this? No, it, it came out from me. Uh, and I've used it several times in different ways. It's just, it feels very old. Like, it's been around a long time, and I'm just sort of brushing the dust off when I use it. Maybe speak with uh, your grandmother. She's the oldest oh. one left of them, and she actually knew Bravith before he, he went back to the Earth. That's a good idea. That is a good idea. She looks a little, like off put a little bit like not just like a little concerned like a little worried to you get the feeling this is not something she's gonna like bring up to your dad later <laughs> no sure yeah, yeah. yeah like, mm. <clears throat> we can just pass on that part yeah, yeah. um uh, no but i do want you to talk with your yes okay so i will totally go okay make my way over to do such a thing okay so dracina we talked about last mm -hmm. time uh daughter of dalt grana is your paternal grandmother and like oh, the okay. oldest still uh living like elder of your family um she gets a lot of uh 
deference and things, but still often like is kind of like left out of big decisions now. Um, sure, sure. Yeah, and she is like very old for a dwarf. Um, so later on, like we'll say, maybe your friends have you've all been given like rooms to stay in and things like that. You get the it's kind of the vibe of. Well, this is a very large house, it's also a very large family. So it's kind of like the when you go stay to relatives for Thanksgiving and they like kick the kids out, so the kids end up on air mattresses in one room altogether. So our beds are even smaller <laughs> than dwarven beds, they're dwarven children's beds. Yeah. Well they're both nice beds, but like these are like obviously like teen dwarven rooms. Like so it's like, okay. <laughs> We're all sleeping diagonally on the Yeah, table. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like curled up yeah. all night. Very yeah. comfortable, but also a little bit weak. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in the evening, you probably find your grandmother sitting out in like the courtyard with a. She's probably tending to the plants. Those are kind of her fancy things. Oh, sure, sure. And I think I I'd probably approach it just as straightforwardly as mm -hmm. possible. Like, uh, I'm I'm so glad to see that you're still well. Thank you. I thought I would. Hold out at least long enough to try and see you again. I'm glad that you came home. Well, I, I certainly hope you keep holding out for much, much longer. Oh, yes. Well, it seems now that I have many, many great, great grandchildren who are going to go off adventuring that I will have to wait around for. <laughs> and she kind of like winks at you. I, I understand. Uh, I, I think many of them will get about as far as the end of the farms. Yes, I expect so. Honestly, I thought that's how far you'd get, but I've been wrong before. Uh, there are many times that I got about that far before I finally went farther. But I, I wanted to ask you, in my adventures, I've discovered a part of myself that feels very old and very connected to maybe some ways of our people that have been lost over time. And I've discovered that I have a, a little bit of, a, I guess the best word for it would be a knack of making things happen. Ah, she like smiles. I wondered if it would show itself or if you'd notice it as an adult as a child you did the strangest things all the time and no one seemed to notice it but yes it is something that's well not as prevalent in our family as say talent with a forge it is it is still there we're not a family of magicians by any sort but we have we have a little flicker of magic in our blood or some of us do, at least. Oh. And she kind of, like, puts her hand on her your shoulder. And you see her kind of take a deep breath. And you're just kind of filled with, like, a feeling of, like, contentment. Oh. How delightful. I'm, I'm glad to know that I'm not alone in this. Well, yeah, I... Why do you think that it took so long for your beard to grow in, dear? Was that connected? Well, yes, you... You were so eager for it to come in that you actually made it take longer by trying, like, like, your will. You were so worried that it wouldn't come in. You willed it that it didn't come in. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Ouch. <laughs> Rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is 100%. 
a hundred percent something that I would do in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is both a blessing and a curse once you learn to take care of it. But as an untrained child, I mean, at times it was very, very excellent for you. You'd get sweets from, you know, the the confectionery when no one else could. You often got, you know, the first bit of cake, even on your brother's birthday. Things like this. <laughs> no wonder. No wonder he doesn't like That's you. <laughs> but it also sometimes manifests your, your worries as well. So mm. you must be careful. Anxiety magic. I will. <laughs> Anxiety magic. Oh, God. <laughs> Pouring another glass of wine for myself. Yep. <laughs> and make this a thing. Kimmy is tagging me in this picture. <laughs> I'm a, yeah. I don't like it. I'm 100% <laughs> just putting this out there. I'm back to like, I am wildly unconscerned about the human faced bear. Yeah. Not scary at all. Nope. I didn't hear any of that vampire bear talk. <laughs> vampire bear. bear. But no, I, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I I hope to be able to continue to make the rest of the family proud and to con I think he stops himself when he says continue but and to send things home that are interesting yes. uh, to uh, to maybe inspire the generation that won't be going on adventures to make new things she like kind of like squints at you a little bit. She's raised a lot of kids, a lot of kids, even if they're like her grandchildren and great grandchildren. Oh sure. Many, so, so when you like stop yourself from saying something, but she respects you as an, a big adult and isn't going to like press. <laughs> if you had been a kid, she would have been like, wait a minute. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But she's like, you see her giving you the respect of an adult of like keep your secrets, and then that would be delightful. I would love to see where this family's art can go with the influence of a little bit of fresh air. Um, just a question, because it hasn't come up before now. When I saw... Me? Oh, okay. Yeah, out, okay. Of, uh, like, out of character. Out of character. Okay. Uh, when I saw all of this giant swath of history, mm -hmm. did I see anything about the Blue Mountains? Or... No, because you asked the Palantir kind of where it came from. Right. Okay. So you probably would have seen like going over the blue mountains and into the ocean, but you didn't see any of the history of okay. the dwarves because they they were not involved in the makings of of the Palantir at all. Was the flood after that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, they were forged on Valinor, and brought with the elves who came back many, 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 many years before the the war with Morgoth that destroyed okay. the mountains. Gotcha, okay. I think the dwarves were still sleeping when the pile yeah, were made. Yeah, I don't made. think the dwarves had even been awoken yet, so. Sure. You've been, seven dwarves had been made by Ulmo. In secret. In secret. He's like, I'm gonna make some dwarves. And then he's like, I can't make them come to life. And then like, the big in charge Valar, Iluvatar was like, um, that's my job, but I'm gonna be nice. And eventually they'll wake up, but not, until a certain time because I want the elves to wake up first and all of this. So it's like very specific timeline. Um, but no, you didn't, you wouldn't have seen. Okay. So I, I think I, I would tell my grandmother about seeing ancient things. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I wouldn't use the word Palantir, but I, I found an ancient object that we have entrusted to the care of some of the elder elves uh, to keep safe. But it showed me some things from before our people. Uh, and at first it was frightening, but it really has made me appreciate everything else in the world more so i i hope to bring a little of that home frightening things do tend to make us appreciate what we have much more it'd be fascinating to see what such knowledge could do to dwarven civilization well i appreciate your kind friends for the most part, elves have been rather stingy with a lot of their knowledge. Don't tell your friends I said that. They are very nice. <laughs> I especially like the tall one. Which one's the tall? I, I, don't, they, no, I mean, out of oh. character. Like, I don't have any idea relative heights. I she doesn't think that she's also very low, so yeah. you probably look <laughs> okay. like the same height to her. <laughs> she probably, honestly, she does not have very good sight at this point. She probably gets everyone mixed up who's not. Runa is actually yeah. the one she's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she does fairly well with the kids because they're like much closer to where she's at. She's pretty stooped at this point. Um, but yes. <laughs> but Fair enough. She, it was probably your gift that let you even use such a strange magical item in the first place. Perhaps. Perhaps. If Hopefully. you get to it again, you should ask something helpful. <laughs> Perhaps. It was also a dangerous thing. Several of my friends had not complimentary experiences. Well, and she gets like that like grandmotherly pride voice. They aren't you, and they do not have bav or bravets, like blood in their veins, and the magical twinkle that is in your blood too. <laughs> that may be true. She's a mere spark from what used to probably be a great flame in our lineage, but even that can start its own fire if needed. Indeed. How every fire has begun. Yes, often. Except from what you say of burning dogs or something. Evidently, those can start fires without a spark. Well, I mean, something started them. Yes, that's interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Wonder. Ah, let's not dwell on such dark things this evening. No, no. Mm. I have to say that uh, having a bit of the gift myself was very helpful in raising your father. <laughs> he was fussy. <laughs> I, I bet. Uh, I, I believe he probably still is. In his way. He like She like <laughs> raised her eyebrows and like, not. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wouldn't quite say so. No, no. But, but I'm I, not a 
great warrior either, so... I, I feel safe amongst your plants, to speak such. Indeed, they are very good at keeping secrets. <laughs> and the way she says that, you're like, mm, that's kind of weird. No. <laughs> no, 100%. I think, I think it's very much a... They are, the plants are good at it. It's the children that hide amongst the plants. That are not <laughs> That's so correct. Yeah. Hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you. I will, uh, I will continue to send messages home when I can. I would appreciate that. And it shall be less uh, than a human's life before I visit again. Well... I guess that's better than not knowing when you're coming back at all. Well, I... So the world is large. I cannot give a per, per, particular timeline. Of that's... course not, but don't take too long. No, no. Would like to see you at least once more. Also, you're going to have many nieces and nephews who need to apprentice to a great explorer now, so... <laughs> Good job being successful. <laughs> great. <laughs> Hannah's retirement plan is 100% just teaching adventuring school. Yeah. <laughs> what could go wrong? Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Mm, that's it now. Also, what is this I hear about you having a ward? What? I have another uh -oh. grandchild, grandchild and, you didn't, <laughs> and you didn't tell me? Well, who is it that let slip about the ward? Probably Erlen. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember. Somebody said something, but I don't remember who. Yeah, no, that's no, fine. I think but, I think you said it to your dad, and he said and he to not said, tell anyone. Tell, tell your that's mom. True. Yeah, and yeah. probably in the telling of the tale of us going back to Mithlin when we were finishing up the story about the the yeah. sunken palace, Erlen's like, "Well, Hanar wasn't there because he was down in the Shire tending to his ward and thought nothing of it." Excuse me. Well. <laughs> The yeah. one who truly doesn't understand children is absolutely yes. the one that would say that. <laughs> uh, indeed, um, I, I have spent much time amongst the hobbits of the Shire, mm -hmm. and uh, I found one that needed some care, who stays with an old friend oh. for now. But I will uh, absolutely come here to visit. Very good. But... This house isn't good enough for your ward, I understand. No, no. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's your father's house, so I shouldn't take offense. My concern is was primarily that, that you know, the hobbits, they don't wear shoes. And it seems like a perilous idea to bring a shoeless person into a place of a forge. Just for safety's sake. They don't wear shoes. They don't. Their feet are very tough. I've seen the hobbit walk across rough gravel and stone that would cut another person's foot. But they don't seem to be bothered. They don't wear shoes. Uh, right? <laughs> it is bizarre. I agree. Huh. So I have spent some time thinking about a way that I could make some kind of protective cover for at least the top of their feet. It's so called a shoe. A <laughs> this child is not OSHA compliant. <laughs> but so Just make shoes. Well, I'm not a cobbler, and they don't have any in the shire. It's not a business model that would succeed. 
You feel all like the respect that you have like, draining out of the conversation. When, right. when the child is a little older, I shall take them to Bree and see if the humans can fashion some shoes that I could bring north to visit. Very well. You have my solemn promise. All right. <clears throat> I will let it be. Yes. Oh, perhaps I should go back inside. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. There you go. So, go back inside. We're going to say we go through the, into the evening. Yes. Sleeping diagonally on some warm in bed. Yeah, except for Hanar, who's very comfortable. Uh, you, uh, no. Is is Hannah's teenage room still all kept preserved? No, it was given to somebody else. Good. Yeah. I'm glad. Okay. I would feel guilty keeping a room like that when yeah. I just hadn't been here for ages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a little bit like, it seems like it was done a little peddly, like, but no longer. Sure, sure. Like, eh, okay. Um, so yeah, but you were given a very nice guest room. So all that, um, yeah. Uh, we're going to say wake up the night in the morning, have a great breakfast. Um, as you were leaving, um, Hannah, you notice there's a lot of uh, different sizes of dwarven shoes <laughs> lined up by the door <laughs> that are very obviously like the hand-me-downs of all the kids in the family. So there's like a very large assortment and your gran is standing there like, mm, like nodding, like shaking her head, like kind of pointing at the <laughs> shoes with her head. Indeed. Uh Perhaps we could box these up and donate them to the less fortunate in the Shire. I thought she said they didn't wear shoes. I, I give her a wink, like... Oh! Let's, yes! Yes! See? yes. She's so blind. Be nice to her. <laughs> I had to get a little closer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> we'll box them up. and so You end up with a very large... They don't box it. They put it in a, like, a very large like, carrying bag. Because <laughs> sure. that's much easier for like long travel. Uh, and you have a large bag of many different sizes of dwarven, young dwarven <laughs> shoes and boots and slippers, even probably. <laughs> Worth like standing on the street and Erlen just looks down like, what? What? What is this? Some people need shoes. We don't. It's shoes. I thought it was provisions. No. <laughs> That's all shoes? That's... Who? So many shoes. Do you when, need new I, shoes? We will talk Heather. about it when we leave the city. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we leave, though, mm -hmm. uh, I would pen a letter and leave the the gift that I got from Calameldon mm -hmm. with the letter to my brother. Just for the the crafting blessing, like, okay. and in the letter it's not like a oh you really fucking need this. It's uh, a gift that was given to me that helped me realize my potential. Mm -hmm. I hope that you could use it in my absence to continue your great work at the forge. Mm -hmm. okay. Kind of a thing. Yeah. Gonna leave that like, like um, I would yeah yeah I would leave it yeah. Because I don't want it to be a high-pressure situation. No, yeah. And that is a kingly gift indeed. And he would recognize, even if it's of elvish make, he will recognize the quality, the quality and how important that is. Um, yeah. 
So you make your way out. Um, we are going to um, kind of skip the normal journeying phase. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you want to do before you leave the Dwarven City? Erlen just spends the whole time taking notes. All the conversations <laughs> he had, all of it's in one of those nice journals. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, roll I'm... lore for me real quick. Ooh. Oh, my dice tried, but I'm pretty sure I still succeed. <laughs> I succeed. Nothing fancy. Okay. Um, you realize that as you're leaving, you've, you've picked up a little bit of like very basic conversational dwarvish. Nice. So not like a lot, but if you ever found yourself in a dwarven city again, you could probably ask like, where's the water source? Yeah. And it would be <laughs> awkward like that. Like you couldn't be like, hey, I'd like to get a drink. It'd be like, where is Water. water. Yeah. Water source question. Hello. <laughs> yes. I elf. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but uh yeah, so kind of the basics are there. Uh I would absolutely pay a courier to take the shoe bag. Okay. <laughs> the sausages. Okay. Get rid of all of the questions that we Just... have. No, no, like I'll happily talk with you all about it, but I also don't want to ride into battle with a bag of shoes. Yeah, <laughs> throwing them. <laughs> yeah, with this huge canvas bag on my back. Yes. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, very good. Uh, all right, um, so we are going to have you. Um, if you want to switch to the map for a second. Yeah. So you're actually not very far away from, um, to the little... I will move us. Yeah, the little red dot there. It's only a few hexes up until the Dwarven Mines. Um, there are some, like, rather perilous zones there. So we're going to do kind of our quick version mm-hmm. that we did before. We're not going to do the full rolls for every hex, because I want to make sure that we actually, since we only have two sessions left, that we get to yeah. the... Right. Actual main event this evening. Um, so I'm gonna have you each roll a die. Just a second, let me find my thing. We're doing the journey die. Yes. So you're each gonna roll a um, journey die. So that is uh, one of the the feet die. So one of your twelve sided dice. I have a tricky question. Okay. I know this, some of this is a little homebrew, but I do have an ability that allows me to roll favored on the journey table. Sure. So roll twice, the roll two d12, and then we'll pick. You get to pick whichever one you want. And so does Hanar. Yes. Which is good because I yes. rolled poorly on one. And you all, yeah. And you all get plus one due to your storied map studying in your yes. last fellowship phase. Thank you, Kimmy. Yes, I remembered. I took a note. I wrote it on my notes this time. Um, so, which means that whatever your thing is, if you roll an eight, you actually get a nine. Yes. So, which helps because the higher the number, the happier the thing. So, all right. Um, let's go ahead and start. So, these are going to be things. Now, there are going to be two hexes um, that are like dangerous. So, we're each going to do one roll and then I'm going to roll for those. I'm going to roll two d12 and I'm going to take the lower one because in those areas where there's like a number you actually have to have two events in that hex is mm-hmm. how that generally works um but again we're kind of doing the fast forward version of the journeying phase so let's go ahead and start with runa roll 1d12 please 1d12 here we go five 
five. Okay, so you have a small mishap at the beginning of your journey. So you've left the Dwarven City. Um, you're heading out. Um, and what is the, the mishap that happens? Hmm. Okay, uh, you got, what did you roll? Five? five? Okay, yeah, you're still in that mishap then. Uh, small mishap that happens on our way out. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because I'm a jerk. Uh, <laughs> the bag that's holding all of the it. shoes <laughs> wasn't super well tied on, so it like comes open and all of the shoes come tumbling out. Okay, and we have to like spend time gathering them back up. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. I didn't notice for like. A quarter of a mile. Two breadcrumbs. You were meeting the courier a little ways out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's probably like at the crossroads. There's a general spot for that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right. So that's what happens. Absolutely. Uh, Erland. Gandalf rune. Oh, okay. Ooh. So you have a joyful sight. So I'm gonna actually let you save that and that can happen at any point in our journey okay okay so a joyful sight so just something that actually is going to each let you each get one more hope so it's like so joyful and amazing okay Okay. Uh, i rolled a 10. a 10 all right uh chance meeting very good um so we're just gonna say that it succeeded so we're gonna have you who who do you think you should meet along the way Oof. I would have it be Laren, but we can't like have any more time between now. <laughs> like we, like, we have to fight this bear. Yeah, we have to fight, fight the bear tonight. So I'm saving the the meet with Laren to for the next, or at least after at the end of this evening or or next time. Um, hmm. I'm thinking we meet some sort of like traveling peddler mm-hmm. who has some like really cool things that would be very useful okay you know like maybe a weapon that you know came from somewhere like a Mm -hmm. um i don't know just something so i'm not gonna have it be a weapon because you would have just gotten like the most superior weapons ever the only reason you didn't get because you already have incredibly superior (laughs) weapons yeah um so so what you're going to get is actually um you don't know if it works but um, like when people go deer hunting, they have stuff they can rub on them to make it mm. that masks their scent. Ooh. So this peddler has this rub on oily stuff that he says will mask your scent from any creature. And he usually sells it for like hunting for for humans for hunting. Um, but that is what he says. And since you shared your fire and you gave him some songs and you shared some food with him, he gives you a jar of it, which is enough for all of you once for free. Wow. Awesome. And I might buy a second jar. Okay. Just in case we need it twice. Yeah, he's very excited about that. Um, You have no idea if it actually works, but it's sort of like you, the elves especially have very heightened senses and you're like, definitely kind of smells like it might work. So, Um, and it kind of does mask your scent with like, other sense so mm-hmm. it's not exactly like making you invisible but it like covers up the i am a, a a being that can like hunt you smell like i am now just a dead thing that you don't have to worry about or whatever cool can our roll a feet die uh, i also got a 10 oh. favored oh yeah oh for the memory of ancient days yeah, yeah. oh rock on and you get to plus one so. <laughs> 
Two tens. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a ten. All right. Well, nice decided. Uh, plus one makes that an eleven. Ah. Which is uh, also a joyful sight. So mm-hmm. oh, all right. Two joyful right? sights. Well, the, technically, this is where it gets tricky because if you're doing it by the numerical value, it oh, yeah. turns it into. No, no, the I is listed on there. Okay. Okay, so the 11. Okay, so chance meeting. Yeah, we're just going to bump it up to joyful sight because terrible misfortune is at the other end of the chart. So right. I don't, like, that I don't would think, be weird. Yeah. I don't think the benefit of studying storied maps should make it the worst, worst. thing possible on the chart. So we're just going to say that it bumps it to a Gandalf run. I studied the story map and I was curious about that dark spot. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, so you have a joyful sight too that you're going to think about, okay. um, and that will um, also regain you a hope point. But I, don't, I think everybody's at full. I wasn't. Right oh, okay. Um, and I, I have mine so that okay. you can think about yours. Okay. Oh, okay. So, uh, would you like it to happen before or after um, the scary area? Oh no, the dwarf mines. Oh, actually, the dwarf mines are in the first like dangerous hex. So actually, we won't have. I'll roll one, but then that's all. Um, I think it's right when we're truly getting to the mines mm-hmm. because uh, we're walking through, and I'm going to imagine that Liriel, being the clever uh, elven journey woman that she is, is better at following things off trail, and we're kind of way off trail, and we find um, a ruin, mm. a kind of un- mm, untouched yeah. ruin, and in it we find a dwarven mosaic that depicts the dwarves of Eredluin talking to the ancient elves. And it is someone who had a vision of the The union... The the elves. Oh, okay. Someone who had a vision before the Uh schism of all of the peoples of Mm Middle-earth, a vision of elves and dwarves and men moving forward together in the world. Amazing. Yeah, that's... Stunning and absolutely, it's a thing that you find. And so you each, if you don't have all, you should be full up for hope again. I think mm-hmm. with two, I am. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Um, but yes, if you're not, you gain a hope from that. And um, that's like right before you enter the mines. It's literally like right there. Literally, it's on the thing. Ruins, yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I think. This could work out because mm-hmm. we've been traveling to get up here, mm-hmm. so it's it's not like the sun has not set. Mm-hmm. But I think as we get right there, the sun just hits a perfect angle mm-hmm. and catches what's probably one of the ancient prisms that caught light to send Ooh. into the mountain, oh, but yeah. like scatters it towards us. We're just at the right angle, uh-huh. at the exact right spot between a tree, and just kind of gives that glow of rainbow light coming through the prism mm-hmm. kind of thing. Just kind of shines on the on the path that leads up to the, the mouth of this mine or cave okay. or whatever. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so this beautiful light is dancing about. Um, kind of like makes you feel like good fortune and... Depending, like, thinking about your character, like, how religious your character is. Again, this is sort of like a magical world where everyone knows the gods exist. It's not, like, a question. Right. Um, it's just whether or how much fealty or how much time <clears throat> you spend, like, thinking about them or, you know, honoring them. Um, yeah, this seems like a good sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you are going to come up 
like this kind of like large ravine. It looks like it may at one point have been um, where a lot of water flowed. Maybe at one, maybe this is like when the water was draining out of the mines, it created basically like a scar, like a dry riverbed would be um, between like these large peaks. Um, and part of that is where you find those ruins. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so why don't you kind of explore those for a few minutes and talk about them for just a second before we jump into the mines. This, um, this wash is alarming. This is not a cave. Do we, if we could just cross the mountains, do we think that the terror is in this? This much water had to flow from somewhere. Well, the sea is just that way. And Erlen points straight through the ravine. Well, possibly, but we don't get that much rain up here that this would be a, like a seasonal river that would form or something. Right. Um, and this, it, it doesn't really look like the kind of where that would have come from a great flood all at once, but a long period of... It does seem to be quite old, but just worry that this wash... Uh, I thought we were looking for a mine where the treasure would be, and if it's washed out, maybe that's why we found the birdcage so far away. It could be. Could be what carried it out, for sure. Could be. Although... I feel as if the whole thing had washed out, we would have found more treasure scattered about. True. Given the amount that is said to be in there. True. At least part of the cave and its hoard remains somewhere. Well, we have to find the cave then. What would then? I would not like to stop here. You're right. No, this ravine seems ill. All right. Ill advised. <laughs> so, as you're kind of uh, leaving that and heading up the, the ravine, um, and maybe because I feel like, like that has to be tie in, like maybe the rainbows, like scattered about, you kind of. It helps you notice like oh hey look there's like a strange kind of like for like like place in the mountain it kind of goes deeper it seems like it might be a mm. cave or an entrance of some sort so because you explored the ruins and then because of kind of the dancing light from this crystal i feel like those two things also since candle friends like lead you more quickly to the entrance of that is very clear you're like oh okay i think I think this is the mine and you do kind of start going into this cave and in a way that like sort of reminds you of when you went into Hanar's city uh, like how it looks like a cave and then you go in and there's like doors there um there are no longer doors there but, but you can see kind of the architecture that used to be there and it has very clearly been 
like like thousands of years and part of it is worn away and you might even like oh maybe that strange square you know rock we saw coming in maybe that was the door you know there's so many things but it, it, there's a a heritage and a similarity that you can recognize in the basic layout of the craftsmanship <laughs> Shall we send our best hunters first? <laughs> Assuming you mean me, I will go first. <laughs> I think before we go in, like, I would spend a decent amount of time looking around to see if there's any signs of activity. Yeah. Out here in the sort of foyer, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Um, you do notice, um, I mean, I'm not going to be a roll for it because it's clear that there has been some movement, although it's all solid stone, so it's kind of hard to tell. It's not like there's grass you can see or tracks or anything like that. Yeah. Um, there, there, it's been worn down in some places, um, so things have come in and out of here. There isn't anything that looks like a bare track because it's all solid stone, um, but it's very clear. Like, who knows? Like thousands of years, pe- people have used this, or animals have used it. Who knows? Okay. Uh, think of all the adventurers who have tried to get the treasure here. And, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think we should put on that smelly oil that the traveler gave us. I think you're right. Before we go in there. <laughs> I pass the jar around. Um, and it's like a very strange smell. It's got um, kind of an herb quality to it that's like time and like a bunch of other things but then it, there's also kind of like an iron type smell to it that mm. like mm-hmm. yeah i mean like maybe that's like blood but you're not sure like it's just like this strange amalgamation of it doesn't necessarily smell like like bad or rotten it's definitely not pleasant but it's just got like an odd or odor to it that kind of throws you off which maybe that's its point so um yeah all right. Does everybody put it on? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Lyriel gives it to me. I put it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> um, I mean, you are exploring yeah. 6,000 year old runes. Yeah, I'm learning this stuff. <laughs> oh. um, so, as you go in through these doors, after you rub this oil all over yourselves, there's a very long hallway. Again, like there's like flashes of hey, this is sort of similar to like the long hallway that you went in when you first went in Tanner's home, but this is obvious like it's it's barren, it's like worn down. There's pieces that are like fallen that maybe at one point were a pillar, but six thousand years and an ocean have worn smooth a lot of the detail. Um, so you go and this is pretty far, like it's it's maybe like fifty yards of just this one large, like you're not feeling claustrophobic in any mm. way, um, but it, but it's just one straight hallway. And it's completely empty. Yeah, it seems like there's uh, there's debris and things, but there's not... There's not like a deceased adventurer next to us. No, <laughs> no. How, uh, have any of the pinholes of light survived? Uh, it does not seem that here. Okay. So whether the dwarves here never developed those, maybe that's a newer thing, or the ocean filled them in, or who knows. 
Um, but you do have Hanar's torch, I'm assuming. Sure. Yeah. Um, as soon as we get far enough in that it's dark, dark. It goes pretty quickly. Yeah. Like it gets dark fast. Um, and it is very dark. Um, every once in a while, you see a glint of like metal, like in the wall, like a, a vein of some sort of mm. like metal or, or, or crystal or things like that. But there is very little other than things that were carved in stone that survived from the original um, Dwarven settlement here. Whether that's because people came and took it, or if it was just all washed away, you don't know. Erland is A, in the very back, because he's actually quite scared, I think, realizing how real this whole situation has become. Hmm. Um, and is trying to do so extremely quietly and just listening because after being among the dwarves and hearing about, you know, people who can hear, like, sing to the stones and hear the resonance oh. of the caves. Mm -hmm. So he's just listening to what the cave sounds like. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, absolutely. We Not expecting to hear stones singing, but, you know. Uh, roll me scan. <laughs> no. No. <okay. laughs> it's a four total. Yeah, no. Uh, Ooh. Uh, you listen, like, oh, maybe I'll hear something. You hear a cacophony of uh, noises of little rocks falling, of what might be a stream flowing somewhere inside. Like, there's just, when you really start to listen, and without, like, the actual training of a stone singer to, like, differentiate between all the sounds of the inside of a mountain, it's just a, a lot of little noises. So, kind of like someone who's like, I'm going to go into the silent forest, and then there's a million different little noises, bugs buzzing and birds flying. And, yeah, and like deer crunching, like all these things. So um, so you just hear like a whole bunch of different noises. Um, I think I'm doing essentially the same thing as we get close to the end of the corridor, like just trying to figure out like what's coming next because mm -hmm. we have this long corridor that's mm -hmm. clearly very empty. Like what are we walking into? Yeah. Um, I think I'm listening for any, especially for any sounds of movement. Okay. Yeah. Um, that sounds organic. <laughs> okay. Get back here. It's all better than me. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. I didn't. Nope. No. I rolled favored and I failed. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We're gonna. Yeah. Die. You also. <laughs> you also like. It's weird, like your feet are echoing in this in this hallway, and you too hear like the sound of like flowing water that's echoing and sounding like it's from everywhere. Just all these strange sounds. Um, and as you're getting kind of, you see like the hallway starts splitting near like as you get closer to like what's clearly the end. It's not a dead end. Like there's a side hallway, and then it goes down, and then it like branches off into a T, and then there's like so there's many options. Okay. Um, Hannah, you would probably know that one of the ways dwarves protect themselves is they make kind of like like mazes out of their hallways. So anyone who lived here wouldn't have had a problem. They'd know, oh, you go this way, this way, this way, this way, and you get in. Right. Um, but it was also their way of making um, more space. Because the more hallways you carve into the mountain, the more people can live there. So it kind of served a dual purpose. Hmm. I think, like, the whole walk down the hallway, Hanar's been, like, tracing the veins of metal 
in the in the wall. Mm-hmm. Not in like a he wants to mine it or he's greedy for it, but just like it is the history mm-hmm. of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Not just the dwarves that came here and did things, but this yeah. is like the layers of this rock are the history of this very piece of earth. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of what he's focused on. Like he's holding the torch out for everyone to be able to see, but like he's kind of following that along. Not really, not really super paying attention. Are you doing anything with that? Are you using your gift on it at all? I think it's like he's distracted by it. Okay. Like, he probably hasn't spent a lot of time in actual mines. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was probably you know, school age trips, you know, like, here, children, come and see the mine where all this metal comes from, kind of, mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But there's probably, like, the well-curated mine that they take the kids to to show, <laughs> yeah. like... Here's the process, and you know it's like a mine recreation, <laughs> you know, right. than an actual working mine that they mm-hmm. would take kids to. Um, so, like, I think even with the millennia of wear that has happened to the stone in this cave, like you, it, it has kind of highlighted the spots where very fine chisel marks are in the wall. Mm-hmm. So, like, he feels those, and he, he's kind of following the vein of the ore, and kind of, yeah, he's just, okay. yeah. I want you to roll your gift. I just want okay. to see what happens. Do it. Uh, what did we attach to? I guess I'd attach it to craft. Yeah. Because the, the gift works with, like, three specific skills. Yeah, it gives you a magical success, right? Um. It, yes. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm going to have you... A magical success, you you the feat die automatically gives you a success is how that works. But I want to see if the gift engages. Sure. So I want you to roll. We're going to have to homebrew this a little bit, the way this works. Okay. Um, I'm going to have you yeah just roll craft and okay. roll it favored. Okay. That's how we're going to work with that. And then it'll, like, depending on what you get. I made it. Okay. By one. By one. Okay. Nothing fancy. Okay. Um, I'd like you then to um, please. So you make it. So we're gonna say that your gift engages because generally a magical success you get an automatic success and you just roll the d sixes to see how much you succeed. Sure. So we're gonna say that was the equivalent of you getting a success on your feet die. So please just roll your d sixes again and see if that okay. increases your ability. So gift engages. We're going to see how much. Uh, eight. No tangles. No tangles. Okay. I'm mostly looking for tangles. Yeah. Um, a five and a three. Okay. Um, and what's the stat total that you got? Uh, Twelve would 12? be my target okay. number. Okay. So you're, you're kind of close. Um, for just a moment, like as you're running your hand along this, you feel and you, you kind of... Almost like you did in a new in a numinous, you see mm-hmm. for just a moment the dwarves carving this place. Mm-hmm. And you feel like you're standing there and everything else kind of disappears. And you see you get kind of a vision of 
people living in this place. And you get kind of like, almost like you did with the Palantir, but not quite so, like not an info dump, but you just kind of get these visions of different parts of this great city that used to be here and them building it and the pride. And even though that they're of a different clan of dwarves, like all the things in it, it strikes you because this was like 6,000 years ago. And there's so many things that seem so similar. And then there's like random things you're like, oh, we, we definitely have improved that. Or wow, that's amazing that they did that so much better back then. But um, yeah, it's just kind of like this vision. So I'm gonna give you an extra die to any rolls for for knowing like where you are finding things in okay. while you're in the door in the mines. Cool. All right. Okay. Um I'm just, you know, I'm not listening for anything in particular, but I just want to kind of open my senses. Okay. You know, to what's going on. So just, roll awareness then. Okay. It's like that. 360 hearing, you know, mm -hmm. when you open your ears to the it. The elf ears. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you'll actually hear something. <laughs> or, I and mean, then, you heard everything. Yeah, it's something <laughs> specific. Yeah. <laughs> then I have it, I have a blessing on it, so does, is that an extra die? That's an extra that, okay. D6, yeah. Um, oh, one Tangor. Okay, okay. but uh, 20. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. So you definitely really make it. Um, you open your senses, and even though this is a very different kind of environment than you're used to, um, you hear all the normal natural sounds that you would expect, and then you do hear, like you're not sure exactly where it's coming from, but echoing through the halls, you hear something large and something that is very clearly alive. So you, you like... It's a mix of your different senses. It's a little hard to, like, you smell, like, the rotting of, of, of meat, like, flesh yeah. <laughs> that, you know, is from. And it's it, because you've been hunt you've hunted so many foul things in the world, you also just have this sense of darkness. And, and this is, like, a greater darkness than just about anything you've faced. And you're one of, like, Elrond's, like, Go out and get the, rid of this yeah. gross thing. Like you are, are his yeah. task a part of his task force to take care of the darkness in the world. And this feels this this is dark. Yeah. And it just it sort of like starts to permeate like the you feel it almost permeating the air. Okay. Um. As soon as I sense all that, I say, "Hold. We we are not alone." Hitlin immediately pulls out his bone, like like he's been like waiting for the trigger to do so. It's just like ah, holding it really tight though. <laughs> and I just I just convey some of that, like, you know, there's something large here. Alive. Be on your guard. Draw my sword. Yeah, I have mine out and got the ready. Right <laughs> off. I kind of like, I, I, I probably yeah. noticed that you're off in space. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And for so sure. I'm like, I'm like kidding you. Like, you're not. And I'm like, it takes a second. And then he probably kind of, oh, oh, uh, forgive me. I, oh. You're right. 
The Mountain Remembers. Hmm. We can reminisce after. <laughs> Let's hope I, it right remembers now. our victory. Well, like, and, after like this. looking around and seeing everybody like weapons ready, he's like, "Oh, like, oh crap, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, we're in it. We're doing <laughs> yeah, a yeah. thing." Um, but I think he gets his axe out and he hits it on the vein of metal, oh, cool. like the hilt of it, mm-hmm. just to sort of like cause that resonance mm-hmm. of like worked metal, raw ore kind of. Almost like a hammer blow. Cool, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he's ready to fight. Nice, okay. Um, Yeah, you continue on um, along the passages. It seems like there's a very, like, there's many different ways you can kind of go. Um, I'm not going to ask you, like, turn by turn. um, But as a group, do you think you'd hang more to the right? Or more to the left, or would you try and go as straight as possible? Um, I feel like straight fit seems too obvious. Mm-hmm. There's not now, now like one straight hallway. Like there's okay. a lot of like yeah. turns, but like, would you keep trying to come back to about where you were and keep going deeper, or would you like let yourselves drift off in a certain direction? Um, or would you even know the difference? <laughs> we might not. I mean, I, I think yeah. Runa would because she, yeah. th- she yeah, does she's this. Does yeah, this. <laughs> um, I think I would try to keep bringing us back to the center whenever mm-hmm. possible. Okay, just to orient ourselves and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think uh, yeah. I think I'd probably pause to look at Lyriel to be like at various turns to be like, do you? What do you do? You smell do it? You feel something? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, like, is there air movement coming from one over another? Like, sure. So as you're going... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're going down this hallway then, and um, definitely, Runa, you would notice um, a sudden difference in the decorations because it's like everything else is worn down, and then there's very clearly something that has been carved much more recently. Uh, um, and it is much more, it is not dwarven. Like, none of you, all of you know, and you're like, that is not dwarven. Um, and it's kind of, um, it looks like an old dwarven door that was here before, but there is um, clearly, like, the language of, um, uh, it's not necessarily, it's, it's kind of like the generations from Numenor, so it's based on, uh, uh, on Sindarin that they spoke okay. in Numenor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sindarin and Numenor, right? Uh, it, no, it's a different. It was, it's a different um, language. It is. It was. It was drawn from the Elven language. I think it was drawn from Quenya, actually. Yeah. Um, but whatever the the Numenorian language is, which I will think of immediately mm. upon stopping this yeah. stream. Um, With an A. Yeah, it does. That's <laughs> <laughs> in there. Yeah, in like two seconds, we're gonna just yell it. Um, it's like carved above it, so most people wouldn't be able to read it, but you'd recognize it definitely as a treasure hunter, even though you can't read it. You're like, mm-hmm. hey. That means there's stuff in there. Erlen, you might actually be able to yeah, read it. Actually. Yeah, probably actually. Uh, Lyriel, you probably could too because it is based on Elvish. It would be mm-hmm. like someone who speaks, you know, one of the, uh, you know, uh, Latin-based Latin languages, like kind mm-hmm. of configure things out. Yeah. Um, sorry, Kanar. You're like, those are letters of something, I think. Um, 
It's I like mean, being... I've just barely started to get a handle on modern mm-hmm. Elvish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's very clearly carved into what was a door that was already there. Gotcha. Um, is it kind of well carved? Is it like very rustically carved? It is not something new. It is very old, but it looks like it was not done by an expert. Okay. I'm like, does it, are we looking at like beautiful fine craftsmanship or is it someone with a chisel? Yeah, someone with a chisel that did a as good a job as they're able. Like it's a very nice job. They spent time on it, but it is it is not is clearly not the work of someone whose job it is to be a you know, a stonemason. But not carved in like a panicked hurry like Oops, there's a bear in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't open bear yeah, inside. Bear inside. <laughs> Do, um, is there any feeling that it does this feel a little darker or a little lighter than other parts we've been in? Um, this doesn't feel either. This okay. this this is there isn't nothing, at least is what you're feeling. Like this is not the source of your of your of the darkness. This is not a happy place. Right. But it is also not a corrupted place. So what does the door say, Kimmy? <laughs> um, <laughs> the door is clear that it's like a memorial. So it's like, here lies um, the great knights of the king. Mm-hmm. I convey that. Mm-hmm. Ah. The tomb, then. We're on the right path. But what king? The king that fled here, remember? The the story... The bird king? Oh, that, that king. king. He fled this way, and they defaced the dwarven door. I was thinking of dwarven kings again. Yes. Right. No, no. The human king on the run that yes. came along later. Arvindui was the name of the king. Great. But it doesn't say that on the door. Like, yeah. but obviously, yeah. it's like a hard name to write. The more in the if right word. The human king, why would they write it in Elvish? The Numenorians. Oh. A couple generations past. So it's probably like bad. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, they probably were a little like it had probably developed into a little bit more of its own language by then. Numenorean so. slang. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Like modern English versus like what they spoke in like the Middle Ages, yeah. etc. Yeah. The we're in the right place. We are that. <sighs> Shall we? Into the tomb, then. <laughs> Be on your guard. Still. Maybe we travel quietly. Yes. yes. I think Hanar specifically is looking at your sword. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> is it a ghost bear? Uh, uh, yeah. I'm assuming it's yet? not glowing. It is not glowing. Okay. Great. You Let's definitely would be able to tell immediately. Like, yeah. even without looking at it, it's dark enough in here, even with Hanar's We're going to know if there's ghosts okay. immediately. You're going to know, yeah. That's that's all. I just, <laughs> I'm going to keep that in the corner of my eye. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you walk down a little bit of a hallway, and then it opens up into a very large room. Um, in the center of the room is a huge pile of rocks, which is basically a cairn. So mm-hmm. you can tell that this is um, a burial place. And then there's, again, like carved there's a larger stone sat in front of it um and it says here lies meloneth guard of the king slain by the beast of angmar and then you see there's a few more a few more around the edge of the of the room there's a few more cairns and then you see like bones like with that are just like in like laid in positions 
So it seems like mm. they didn't the have last enough to people. die. Nobody could put them. Yeah, 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 yeah. They started running out of uh, like places to bury people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the manpower and to, to actually it. bury yeah. them. So they've been laid out here ceremonially, but like they ran, they they didn't didn't give everyone like the large yeah. pile of stones and things like that. And it does look like like these were not stones that they like these are stones they found, mm-hmm. and this is like this is not the way they would traditionally bury the dead in in this time, especially for nobility and knights. Is it untouched? It seems that way. It doesn't look like anything's messed with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's anything else to see here. Um, it is curious. Is there, uh, is it, does it end in this room, or is there... No, this is the end of a room. Okay. Yeah, because it makes me wonder, were they trapped in here? Mm. You know, was this their last place to... Yeah. You do know the legend that you've heard many times now says that there was a great treasure that was with them when they were... Um, and some of them did escape. Um, the king himself and some of them did escape with very little treasure, um, and they did make it to the sea. Mm-hmm. Um, but many of them died here before that. Um, you do notice that they did pick a room with a very small door, like their little hallway. Like, this is not something a large, like, people can make it through here, but this is not something even the burn beast could have probably gotten into. Okay. Especially with a little bit of a longer hallway before it came, became, it became an open chamber. Smart. A good fallback position mm-hmm. if necessary. Defensible, but... I'd assume we have to be close to wherever their treasure remains. Yes. I mean, there are... I mean, there's a chance that there is some treasure. And, I mean, you don't know. Like, there is... That maybe this was where their last stand was. You have, you really have no idea from the the stories you heard yeah. how much was actually left and how mm-hmm. much there was. Like, the mm-hmm. stories fluctuate from rooms full of gold, but that sort of doesn't make sense because they were carrying it with them. Yeah, and yeah. Like, so, a little too heavy. <laughs> yeah, so you, you have no real measure of what the treasure here might be. I think I would give the room, like, a light once-over for treasure. We're still focused on scary bear mm-hmm. uh but like we're in here okay Let's see what there is okay. uh we'll scan for me okay can we spend a hope point on this a fellowship point to give you more hope because this we came here for this sure <laughs> i'll spend True. my own hope if i need to no you, you get it okay oh okay oh. That one's very cocked. This one is. You're going to have to do a better job than that. Bad dice. Okay. Oh, well, it not didn't, really. but I still succeeded despite the dice's <laughs> okay. best attempt. And, and I got a tanguar. Oh, okay. Um, as you're kind of poking around the room, um, on the cairn in the center, you can see that a few rocks have like slid. Not like they were disturbed, but just like time. And you see a shiny thing oh. in the cairn. Like, in the cairn? Yeah. Oh, rude. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm a terrible person. Uh oh. <laughs> um, Grave robbing it is. Yep. <laughs> Watch Listen, the sword. At Watch some the point, sword. It becomes archaeology. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that point is now. So. 
<laughs> At least philosophy. you're the human doing this. <laughs> That's the philosophy of the British Museum. <laughs> in Rinda's case, though, that belongs in my museum. <laughs> Um, let's move the rock and see what the shiny thing is. Gently. In case of traps. Yeah, you you find, like, um, a skeleton. There's some, like, clothing kind of clinging to it. And then, like, on its chest, like, it was holding what is still a pristine sword, showing no sign of age. Um, and this is Malaneth's sword. Whose sword is it? Uh, Melanteth's, I think. Melanteth. I've been saying it wrong this whole time. Sword. So the name that was on the little marker. Ah. The one that was slain by the bear. Yes. Yeah. By the beast. Yes. Yeah, okay. We're, we're going with bear. <laughs> um. Well, I feel like he needs revenge, so I'm going to take this sword and so kill that three bear sword, with it. <laughs> Three sword, Runa. Are you thinking that when you pick up the sword? Yes. Excellent. Oh, no. So let me read about Melanteth's sword. Uh-oh. The sword, no, it's, it's all good. Oh, good. Okay. The sword is forged in a numinous by math, Master Smiths and is an excellent blade. It is a superior fell, superior grievous, keen sword, um, and wound uh, and wound around with spells that make it of a bane to orcs and evil men. Heck yeah. However, if the wielder of the sword does not swear to slay, slay the beast of Angmar, then the sword becomes cursed with the curse of weakening. But you were thinking... As you picked up the sword, unknowing that you Holy wanted to crap. slay the big <laughs> So you are not cursed with the curse of weakening. Heck yeah. You feel Yay. like as you pick up the sword, you feel almost like it's not audible, but you feel like a vibration that like feels like you are bonding with this sword. Oh. And uh, it, it, it like resonates almost like you could hear like a, a high like musical notes, like on a like tuning fork, that vibration, but no, no sound makes. And you have now an incredible sword. Another yes. incredible sword. <laughs> Three sword Runa! Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good that you said that. He's like, oh, pick up the sword. And then you're like, no, I will slay the Beast of Angmar. As you With picked this. it up, it's like, yes! <laughs> Killer. Amazing. Incredible. You're saying that I'm like, oh, are you really thinking that? Oh my gosh, that's yeah, so cool. 100%. Okay. That's yeah, okay. absolutely what Runa would immediately yeah. think. She'd yeah. be like, this guy needs revenge. Give me your sword, dead yes. guy. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to help you. Yeah. And we're going to say, too, just for like, a brief moment, your other um, sword glows for just a moment, but with like a pure white light, like it's like he, he's giving you his blessing. Aww. Take this sword and slay this beast, and then it like it's just like a, a quick little like glow and flash. Like he's not there yeah. haunting it, but it's just like the last bit of his spirit was like. hundred percent allowed him to be released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like the hand relaxes. Yeah, kind of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, not enough that anybody across the room even sees it, but you're probably like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Cool. Perfect. That was so cool. Yay. Okay, All right. you'll have to remind me what it does. Oh, yeah. A yeah, lot. I'll tell you. A it does things. so many things. Uh, bane to orcs and evil men, but I don't think it's going to apply for right now. But uh, superior fell, superior grievous. I'm going to have to look up what those are. Um, okay. But, yeah. I'm going to imagine well, that at least... My regular sword is grievous, so it adds one... 
to the damage. Okay. So I'm guessing Superior Grievous does more, more than, than that. that. I and I forget what Fell does. I have the book. I, okay. I, I believe what? Fell increases the, the injury number. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yes, that makes it on page 70. means, though. Oh, maybe this bear won't take most of the session. <laughs> we'll see how it job. goes. <laughs> yeah, uh, so fell means that it's whatever the standard sword injury number is, it's mm-hmm. two higher. Okay. okay. Great. That regular fell or superior? Is it superior uh, fell? Superior fell. So I would assume is uh, that yeah. double regular fell or is it plus uh, one additional? Uh, Kai's looking at it. I'm going to look it up. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to learn what this means. Yes. All right. So at, we'll say, like, that has happened. You're Great. in the tomb. Um, I'm going to ask you right now before we get started. Um, would you rather wait and do the combat in the next session? Because we can, I mean, depending on where you go, we can absolutely continue to explore the mines. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we can do the big fight and then kind of the epilogue. Next session, or we can do the fight this session, or what What vibe would you guys... Would you like to be surprised? I think fight and epilogue next session might be... Okay. I don't know. We've got like half an hour. The fight usually doesn't take very long in this game, I feel like. Yeah, we do. The only one that was long was the fish fight, and even then, we've gotten better. You, you've got <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see if we have to. Are you okay with running a little bit long tonight? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Not we won't run super long, but we'll definitely be out of here before like ten thirty. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. With okay. Me. Very down. Are you okay with that, Michelle? Okay. Dave. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay. good. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I just want to double check and be respectful of everyone's time. Appreciate you. Appreciate all of you. Oh my gosh! I can't believe that moment. That was so good. <laughs> like writing the high of that moment. Yeah. <laughs> That's so bonkers. So crazy. That was like the exact. Yeah, so wild. Sorry, wild. That's um, yeah. And, uh, okay. So, uh, what do you do? You're in the cairn. You just got this amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, I think I, I turn to everybody and say, I think we have Sir Malinteth's blessing to slay the beast with this. It's a very nice sword. It mm-hmm. is. All right. Um, I think that is all there is to see here. Shall we press on? Yeah. Okay. All right. So you exit that chamber. Um, which direction? Um, does anybody the right to the left, deeper in? I think a little deeper in, probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sure. Um, there are some places here where you are starting to see um, other skeletons. Um, they also seem fairly ancient. Um, so nothing... Oh, look, this is like last year. Like, definitely older. Um, some of it, ha- some of them have like jewelry and stuff still on the skeletons, things like that. Um, but you do notice it is not just... Like ancients, um, Arnor, like people who are with the king. There are some who look like they may be a little bit more recent. Do they look placed or do they look like they fell? Some of them look like they fell. Okay. So you're starting now, like, like you haven't really seen others. Some of them look like they like were laying down. Some of them might have been placed, but most of them look like they were not. Okay. Then it seems like we're maybe on the right track. Mm-hmm. 
Are they looking as old as the ones we just saw, or are these? Based on, like, the fashion and their armor and stuff, some of them are, some of them are not. Some of them are, none of them are from, like, the last century, but they're definitely a lot more recent than thousands of years ago. Okay. And they look like they've been attacked by something. It's hard to tell. They're piles of bones. Okay. So... But, like, if they had armor, like, does it look like it's rent? Some of them, yeah. Okay. Um, some of them, no. A lot of, the, a lot of them are not wearing armor, which is kind of surprising. Um, the one, especially the ones who look older, you think they, these might have been the nobles of, who were yeah, with the, the king. The people that fled here. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. like, it probably was that the knights fought and died first, mm-hmm. and then the ones who were left over, like, not a lot of fighters, probably. Um, but there are some that look like, oh, that's very clearly an adventurer who came into the mine, and who knows what it was. Okay. Um, and if you do finally get to one point as you're walking through, there's a one long, thin hallway that looks even like you cannot see the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and as... You uh, you kind of continue to walk through. Suddenly, there are a lot more, like bones, um, but these look like the knights who you saw who were laid to rest in the other room, um, and they are very clearly these do have like giant claw marks or like puncture marks that look like they might have be like massive jaws, um, and uh, and they kind of go along through most of this deep hallway. And this hallway goes on probably for a hundred yards. Like, really thin, small hallway. No, not, not super thin, but like, uh, like, this, like straight and long. It's actually a very large, tall hallway. Uh, okay. So it's like kind of a grand um, entryway to something. Um, and it seems like this might have been like where they kind of tried to do like a last stand against whatever this creature was. Mm-hmm. To answer the earlier question, it is double the original thing. Okay. So, so it's oh, okay. plus four. Plus four to for foul. And plus two to Grievous. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Um, Thank you. Kimmy, could I use, uh, could I roll battle to see, like, based on the, like, wounds and wear that I'm seeing on these knights? If I can discern anything about the beast's like attack tactics, yeah, absolutely. Okay, and don't forget you have a blessing in battle now. <laughs> I do. Thanks, Kalamelda. Yeah, fancy, fancy scabbard of of crystal. Fancy crystal scabbard. Let's use it. Rude. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Mm-mm. I missed it by one. Oh. So you right. can see very clearly, like, yes, this was a last stand. This is a brilliant place for them to, like, concentrate their forces um, in this one point to try and beat back um, this, like, terror of Angmar. But the the marks on their armor are really confusing. Okay. Um, there's giant punctures, like there's teeth. But there's not a, the pattern of it does not look like any animal you've ever seen. Um, It's not like a wolf or a bear or anything like that. Like, 
It evidently has huge teeth, but it it's a very strange small bite. Um, and there's scratches and... <laughs> yeah. I to make it feel better, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's it's just, it's very strange. And again, like, when you fought the burn beast, like, they were animals. Like, they were yeah. terrifying animals. But you look at this and you, like, there should not have been an animal that was able to get by this. Okay. So you're just kind of utterly confused about the beast's capabilities and was was something else with them like like none of this makes any sense okay boo <laughs> i think i kind of keep that to myself cuz i don't want to dishearten anyone yeah like that's not going to help thank you <laughs> <laughs> very kind <laughs> um but i do say that we should be careful moving forward. <laughs> um, as you continue on, um, there is, uh, it's very clear as you continue, like as you get closer to the end of the hallway, you start seeing um, some glints of things up ahead, like reflections of the torchlight. Um, and then you walk into a huge hall. Like, Gigantic, like so tall that like the light doesn't actually reach all the way to the ceiling. And there's these massive pillars um, on like carved straight out of the mountain, like in rows on both sides. Um, and you can kind of see there's like rooms off to the side. Mm -hmm. um, there's like doorways. Obviously, this was some sort of large ceremonial hall with tons of different avenues for people to go do other things, like bring in meat or whatever it was. Um, so this was obviously the center of this vast city down here. Um, and uh, let's see. Yeah, and as you, you're looking around, you're starting to see the glints of like bits of gold. So there are actually like, there, there, there was piles of just gold and random things kind of sitting around this. But as also you get closer, you also kind of smell this strange, like, rotting iron smell. And Lyriel, especially, you're like, oh, this is darkness. Like, you've been in the, the dens of disgusting dark beasts of, of the dark before, like Sauron and Marga, Morgoth's, like, spawn. Mm -hmm. And you were just, like, immediately, like, horrified and almost sickened by what the presence that is in this room. I think it's here. Do not walk straight out into the open, please. <laughs> Get close to the walls for now. And stay together. And stay together. Um, as you're, you're kind of looking on, um, eventually you can kind of see, like, the, the room is really big, but the beast, you don't see the beast in this room. There are many hallways going off in many different directions, but you do see that in this, like, it's not a gigantic pile of gold. It's not like a dragon horde by any means. But there's like some piles of stuff. And then there is a giant pile of bones. Just like, 
like arranged in like basically what it looks like a little cozy like curl up place. Like have you ever <laughs> seen how mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> like right. how how like animals kind of like arrange pillows and mm -hmm. stuff till they have like a little nook that they can curl up in. Yeah, yeah. This this is made of Bugs. the remains of all its victims. Nice. Um, so they're. And some of it's, like, pushed, like, gold out of the way. Some of the gold is kind of, like, in the bottom. So it doesn't seem like it cares at all for any of the gold because it's just kind of extra around the room. It has not been tended. Some of it's been flung and knocked over. Some of it's still probably, like, with a, like, layer of dust on it. Like, it's never been touched. Mm -hmm. um, and it just, it's this strange mixture. It, none of, it, none of the, the remains are, are new enough to smell rotten. But it's just kind of this, like, irony, like, used to be mm -hmm. rotten smell that's kind of stuck in this cavern. Um, and, yeah, it's probably, there probably has not been fresh air there for quite, like, yeah. like literally thousands of years. <laughs> um, Is you, the thing in the middle of the nest? No, there's nothing there. Okay. There's just a giant nest there. Wait, yeah, no, no, no. I missed that part entirely. No, 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 no. Yeah, like like, just, we're just in its lair. Yeah, it's in its right. lair. It's something there. Um, I'll be home later. It's fine. As you walk through, you can kind of tell that maybe this is where, um, like, the nobles, when the knights were making their last stand, kind of were trying to live. Mm -hmm. And if you get close to some of the pillars of the walls as you walk through, you can see this time very hastily carved things on there. So there's like slash marks, like when they were counting days, like trying to keep track of how long they were there. Um, so they were trying to keep track of the time, even though it was completely dark. Um, there was like some like carvings in there that say it's too late. It's mm. too late. Um, we can't go back. Um, we must brave the ice. His hand is at our throats. You know, things like this carved. Um, and then another message nearby on a different hand is, a curse to anyone who takes that which does not belong to them. May their names be counted with Arfurazan. And, mm. like, all these different things. Just, like, random, like, and some of it starts off, like, kind of nicely carved, and it just gets more and more scattered. And, like, and the tally marks eventually fade off. And they used, they start off in, like, nice rows, and then eventually it's, like, just scratching... Ugh. Um, yeah, so it's it's not a hopeful sight. No. Um, how close are the pillars to the walls where the like doorways are? Um, a good ways. It's okay. like there's a full like large hallway between it. They're they're very much like this is a mountain. The yeah. pillars are not actually to hold up the ceiling. No, <laughs> they're decorative. they're very decorative, and it seems like it was almost to provide a buffer between the important people who would be in the middle mm -hmm. and like all the bustling activity mm. um, on the outside. Almost like when you go to a large church and they've got like those pillars, mm -hmm. um, and then there's like full aisleways on each side mm -hmm. that then lead to the side chambers and stuff like that. It's more gotcha. that vibe. Um, and then the doorways themselves, are there? Are they, like, smooth openings? Are there any sort of fixtures? Not anymore. Them? It looks like, okay. like you can imagine probably when they were made, they were probably fancy, beautiful doors. Um, there's a few that have kind of, like, fallen. But for the most part, they're very bare, like, beautiful, very large archways. Okay. Um, or, well, we won't say archway. They're, like, very large square, very similar, 
like the great, 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 great grand, like of what you saw when you first went into Hanar's home. So gotcha. yeah, kind of very art deco-y kind of square geometric shaped things. Um, I have a mildly gruesome idea. What? Um, the creature it will return to its lair at some point. I'd like you all to roll stealth right now while you're talking. Okay. Um, I'm literally holding the dice in my hand yeah. for it. <laughs> nope. Oh, seriously? You're talking to me. <laughs> I know. Just made Sorry. it. Sorry. Okay. Just made it. Erland is thinking about the gift of the Numenorians mm -hmm. and how connected he feels to their plight here because of that. Mm -hmm. And I got a Gandalf rune. <gasps> Amazing. Well, I rolled like, a fistful of dice and also to succeed. But <laughs> okay. I got a Gandalf rune. Okay. Excellent. I succeeded with the Tengwar. Oh. Ooh. So especially being in the Dwarven Mines, like... This is literally what your people were. 100% giant pile of gold. That's how you get dragons. <laughs> like, this is a terrible... These humans brought all this gold here. This is... It's not enough gold to have attracted a dragon, but look. Yeah. Above other ground, bad things come. Yeah. Yeah. Above ground, it's standing water. Below ground, it's piles of gold. Right. <laughs> attract flying monsters. Yeah. Uh, Legal, did you make it? Uh, barely. Okay. <laughs> So, Runa, you were the one person who didn't I'm make the it. one person didn't so make it. So, you're standing there talking really loudly about, what were you saying? Oh, uh, <laughs> I was going to tell everyone that we should make some caltrops out of these poor people's bones to put in the doorways so that we can hear the thing coming. That's a great idea. Yeah. I should have said it quieter. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh... I, I don't think I realized how loud I was whispering because this place is huge. Yeah, well, and it really just echoes in a way that, like, you were not expecting. Because um, it really was, it was like a, a hall where the dwarven leaders would, like, give speeches. And it's made to resonate and send, like, the the words out to the people. It's very specifically carved for that. Yeah. Oh, oops. Oops. Erlen, like, winces when you start yeah, talking. Yeah. Shut up in the room, Runa. Yeah, and it's literally the thing where you're like, hey, maybe we could, we could, uh, we could, we could. And it just stops talking, but it's too late. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, roll awareness for me, please. Okay. All of us. Yep. Okay. I'm gonna use different dice. Yeah, the oh, I'm not happy with you. A little man. Super bad at awareness. <laughs> no. I got a one. <clears throat> Succeed with a tagwar. All right. Succeed okay. with tagwars. Perfect. I failed. Okay. <laughs> my dice are mad. Yeah. So, uh, my dear elves of the party, you are there and you feel it, like in your you know, blessed by the Velar, like children of the stars, you feel the darkness and the rotten just presence of something that is not even like the, the, the like children of Morgoth, but of something that was a ally and fought with Morgoth in the previous ages. Like just the most disgusting thing. So, uh, like, uh, this is, like, 
the Beast of Angmar, and it did serve the Witch King, mm-hmm. but it is even ancient, more ancient than that, or maybe of a line that came from more something more ancient than that. But this is just something completely foul and against everything that your people have ever created or stood for. Um, the two of you aren't aware, but even you both feel like uneasy. It's like that feeling you get when you're walking alone somewhere and you're not quite sure and you're like, mm-hmm. you feel like something's mm-hmm. there. I think we're in the middle of a conversation. I think we're in the middle of this conversation and Erlen just raises his bow like immediately like you're you're being loud. Mm-hmm. And Erlen, well, can he can be very distractible. Yeah. Um usually is like, yes, tell me everything. Uh fully stops paying attention to you, wheels around and points his bow somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And unfortunately, the way this chamber works, you start hearing this crunch of, like, feet, large feet stepping on something, but it echoes hugely Mm -hmm. in this room, so it's hard to tell exactly which hallway it's coming from. Um, And you hear... It's not a growl, and it's not a hiss. It's something kind of between those two things. Mm. Let's look. What are you doing? Oh crap, it talks. Yeah. yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> Runa is shutting up. <laughs> no Erlen is going to take a beat and look at Liriel and then to Hanar. <laughs> Sorry, Runa. No, it's okay. I'm going to add another thing, too. Every one of you heard that in your own native language. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Extra long look at Lyriel. <laughs> we come seeking the beast of Agmar. Are you it? I am the terror of Angmar. I have been known by many names. And eaten those with greater names than yours. (laughs) My name means nothing. You cannot devour hope. Show yourself. I think you'll find that I can. And then, like, from one of the pathways, like, very close to you, like, comes this, like, first you just see it kind of, like, barely appear, and it looks like the very gaunt face of just, like, a sort of a strange amalgamation of like all the like humanoid races it's got like a little bit of like like a beard and it's got like fine elvish features but it's also kind of just like gaunt like a gaunt human and its eyes are just like white like there's no pupils or irises in their eyes Mm. and it's like and it just kind of appears you don't see the rest of its body kind of like cheshire cat like just Mm -hmm. kind of appearing so, and you all each have to do a shadow test. <laughs> <laughs> so How do we do that again? 
That's a great question. I have to remember. Um, <laughs> I think that for that, um, if you, uh, so what happens if you fail it, you have to take two shadow points for dread. On one of these here, fancy sheets. It's very on one of the fancy sheets that I gave you. Uh, the, first page, the first page yeah. of the multi-page. Yeah, on the left. On the left. Shadow. Okay. Uh, uh, it's dread. Mm-hmm. So it's a valor test. Yeah, a valor test. Okay. There you go. I'm gonna do many of these. We haven't met so many terrifying yeah. awful things. It's on page one thirty-seven of the book. If you wanted to look. Okay, and uh, so one of my features is Mary, which means it's harder to make me hopeless okay. than normal. Very nice. So does it, I think that gives me a bonus die to my roll. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... What am I rolling against that? Uh, what number am I trying to hit? So Valor is your heart TN. Yeah, yeah Your heart okay. TN, yeah. Okay. Okay. So we roll our stat in Valor mm -hmm. plus a feet die. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry, where's the stat in Valor? Because It's over on the uh, far side. It's on the far Left. side by Dave. Mm -hmm. Oh. oh no, not on, 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 on hers. It's oh, a, yours is different. Yeah, hers is the different. Yeah, mine's up here. It's okay, it's with so my Valor's here. When you two. Oh, two. Up. So you yeah. get two, 2d6. With yeah. Your okay. Feet. I succeeded. Excellent. I succeeded with a Tanguar. Oh, okay. Nice. I succeeded. <gasps> oh, that's okay. I'm so ready for myself to not. All right, Hannah. Uh -oh. No. Oh. oh no. I got a Tengwar, but I got an eye. Okay. Oh, oh no. Okay. Uh Hang yeah, on. you take two shadow points of dread. This is a blight. Lyriel, you've fought darkness before. You are you know how to steel yourself against such things. While you're horrified, you also you know this feeling. Yeah. Um Erlins, you've read about these creatures. You were a little bit, you know, you knew it was coming before before you heard its voice. And you also, like, have kind of the, the steel of your people. You know your people have defeated these before, and you have faith in your group. Bruna, you have a little bit of the blessing of a little bit of ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> you've fought a lot of monsters in the world. You've never fought something this dark and this evil, but you also, because you're a little bit merry and a little bit ignorant of quite how evil this thing is, as you've talked, you've, you've fought talking gross things before. It's a, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, it's a little creepy looking, but you're okay. I got the sword. Yeah, <laughs> multiple swords. You have so many swords. You're a variable urchin of swords at this point. <laughs> Nothing can defeat me. I cannot get any close. Yes. Don't hug Bruna, yeah. guys. Uh, Hanar, what are you feeling right now? I think Hanar just feels like a like a baseline panic. Like a this is this is the same kind of thing that has killed dwarven cities. Mm -hmm. Like. It's 
taken up residence here because it could. Even if there had been a city here, it could have just moved in. So I think he's... Like, the memory of the fact that we just got the, the Lonely Mountain back mm-hmm. and the the idea that, you know, oh, noble Balin went off to reclaim Moria for us. Mm. Like, and, the, you know, but that's still that's a horrible totally thing. totally going well. Right. As as, you know, <laughs> like, you know, but he's off doing that. Yeah. But, like, the mm-hmm. fact that there's this history of darkness forcing the dwarves to leave. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the thing he sees. Yeah. I think it's also going to echo in you a little bit all the horrible stories you were told as a child. For sure. Yeah, yeah. To scare you into staying in bed or not go near the river. Like, this is your childhood terror in person. It is not something that, like, as an adult, we convince ourselves, like, oh, you know, the boogeyman's not real. Like, you were meeting... The dwarven equivalent of the boogeyman. <laughs> and it's talking at you and looking maybe at you. So I think all of that tied in together. Um, yeah. All right. Um, so then as quickly as you saw it, it like fades into the darkness and it's gone again. And you can still hear it, but again, it's like echoing off these chambers and it's like so hard to tell where it's at. Are you here for the gold? (laughs) It is the best thing. For so many years, I would hunt. I should have just waited. We're frozen. Oh, we're frozen. Oh. Let me try and change to... Nope. We are still all... Nope. Just the players. Just the players. Kimmy's not broken. Kimmy's moving. Oh, good. Well, I'm the one who's important anyway. (laughs) You were the one talking. Um, I just thought Sarah was like, I haven't moved in a while. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Mm. We're all very good at not blinking. (laughs) Uh, mm, Hmm. Without stopping the stream, I don't know. Why don't you... um, Let's go ahead and go to the title card for a moment, because that doesn't use any... Nope. Still frozen. So where are my fingers mm. left out? <laughs> I still okay. look super annoyed. <laughs> my computer. Okay. Nope. All right. Nope. Sorry. Still frozen. All right. Um, can uh, can you hear us, James? James, can you hear us? I mean, why don't you all talk? That's probably more important. Yeah. Sure. Hello. Can you hear us? I mean, it's all the same. It shows audio. that it's bouncing. Yeah, the audio. Okay. All right. Well. <laughs> yes, they can hear us. Okay. Um, why don't we just go ahead and do our wrap up then, and we'll be super frozen with fear. We'll be frozen in this moment, um, and we will pick up next time. Uh, so let's just do our wrap-up, and we'll pick up in this moment at the beginning of the next session. Yes. I feel like that's the best thing to do. Yeah. And so, all right. Cliffhanger. 
And the characters frozen with fear. Amazing. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us tonight for our penultimate, penultimate yes, uh, episode <laughs> of The Unsung Tales. Um, I'd like to thank our chat mod, James B, for your amazing hard work. We really, really appreciate Yay, you. Um, thank you to our amazing patrons who keep us ad-free and gaming independence. Um, that's because of you. We get to play games we enjoy without worrying about uh, publishing companies or ads. Um, you can join their heroic ranks at happyjacks.org slash Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> let's go around the table and uh, just uh, re reintroduce yourself and say what you're doing right now um, as your character is frozen with fear on the camera <laughs> let's start on this end Samantha that's me uh, I think I'm frozen with annoyance more than fear <laughs> Runa's just She's not all there enough to fear it right now. Um, but I've been Sam and continue to be generally. You can find me on the internet at Red Pandroid on most of the socials, um, where you can find pictures of my dog and weird costumes I make, and occasionally links to my store, stearnastore.com, where you can buy uh, art that I made on clothing. It's cool. You should check it out. You definitely should. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Kai. I have been Erland of Mithlin this evening in this penultimate wonderful episode of this wonderful series. Uh, you can find me all over the internet as Estelle of Imladris. Um, and the only other thing I have going on this week, which is enough, thank what? you, uh, is, I know, wild. <laughs> uh, I did just wrap up um, Mysteries of Ravenswood today. Uh, which was with Queen's Court Games, um, and it was our Pride show where um, it was all a bunch of trans characters, trans players, going to a wizard school uh, for reasons. Uh, so that was really fun. Go check that out on their uh, VOD. It should all be up now. Um, and then on Saturday, you can join us for the second episode of The Chaos Protocol on Transplanter RPG, which is an all-trans, people-color-led um actual play series where we explore a dark fantasy multiverse uh, where we play uh, Strike Team Nova of the Transplanter Reification and Nourishment Syndicate uh, and we are out <laughs> answering Mayday requests to fate herself. So you can see Ooh. us starting in the Wild Sea on Saturday. Alright, I'm Michelle. You can find me on the 12 Sided Stories podcast, uh, doing lots of accents and fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and you can also find my music uh, if you subscribe to the Plate Mail Games catalog through BattleBards. And I'm Kadave, and I am the best ventriloquist you've ever seen. <laughs> I'm so good, I don't even look like I'm breathing. Uh, 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 I am super excited to come back next week and to fight this horror. horror. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm focused on now. Yeah. It's just, yeah. yeah. One way or the other, this fight has to happen. Yeah. All right, and I've been Kimmy. I've been your lore master. You can find me at Golden Lasso Girl everywhere on the internet. You can also find me sitting at my computer for hours a day redoing the Happy Jacks website right now, which is a large, long You're task. doing it. We have thousands of episodes. Like we're just, it's just like a lot. Anyway, um, you can also find me at Happy Jacks RPG everywhere. Um, you can find the games that I am designing at uh, goldenlassogames.com. 
And uh, yeah, so lots of fun, amazing things happening. Um, and uh, oh, uh, JackerCon is coming up. So if you are interested, you can go to happyjacks.org slash discord. Join our discord community. Um, July 21st, um, that whole weekend through the 23rd, actually it's a little bit spilling over into weekends before and after that, we have an online gaming convention happening on our Discord. It is completely fan-run. It's been happening for many, many years at this point, but it's actually because our Discord community has gotten so active, it's got, it's got like 13 games running currently. So if you want to so cool. join some amazing games that use safety tools and are fantastic, join that Discord community. There's a JackerCon section section um there's a whole bunch of games you can still sign up for there's lots of spots um and it's it's very exciting and very amazing and i'm happy to see so many games being run and i have to get my games in soon so yes mm -hmm. um yeah so thank you all so much please tune in next week for our finale ah! i know so much okay and uh yeah thank you so much we'll see you later bye bye this show is a product of the Happy Jacks RPG Network. Visit happyjacks.org for more information and to find all our streams and podcasts.